93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today is Friday. It is September 14th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Almost 200,000 people are without power as Hurricane Florence lashes North Carolina's coast. The eye of the hurricane is nearly over land as uh, tropical storm force winds extending almost 200 miles are pounding on Carolina's coastline. Now, hurricane force winds are battering portions of North Carolina's coast as water levels rise along the coastline and the threats of tornadoes increase further inland. The storm surge is expected to worsen during high tide in the Atlantic Ocean. The storm was moving uh, west-northwest at 6 miles per hour, per hour with wind speeds about 90 miles per hour, about 30 miles east of Wilmington around 4.30 this morning. Though the storm once a Category 4 was downgraded Thursday night to a Category 1 from a Category 2, the danger in, is the expected 40 inches of rain and storm surges as high as 13 feet. The storm will churn very slowly Friday and Saturday, extending the damaging winds and huge amounts of rains that will uh, rain that will hit some of the uh, North and South Carolina for about 24 hours. They say it's going to linger there. It's kind of stuck and planted there and not wow. really moving. Just moving like three or four miles an hour. Yeah, very slow. High winds and floodwaters could knock out power for several days, if not longer, officials said. Almost 200,000 customers are already without power in North Carolina. A self-proclaimed street preacher who had a role in the kidnapping, torturing, and enslaving mentally disabled adults chained up in a filthy basement has been sentenced to 27 years in prison. The U.S. Attorney's Office in Philadelphia announced that Eddie, the Reverend Ed Wright, was sentenced Thursday for the scheme that lasted from 2001 to October of 2011. He is the second of the five people charged in the case that shocked Philadelphia and the nation to be sentenced this week after Nicholas Woodward uh, was also sentenced to 27 years on Tuesday. The physical and psychological Psychological pain inflicted on the victims can only be described as pure, unadulterated torture, said U.S. Attorney William McSwain, adding that the sentencing's justice has finally been served. And I just don't understand how an act like this can be considered any less severe than, let's say, a murder. You I know, mean, you're it, holding it, people captive and you're torturing them. And, you're and torturing that's them. why when I was, I don't know, 25 years seems kind of light to me. I mean, you, I mean, it's... I mean, I don't know. So I mean, you know, you, you, you get horrific um, prison sentences for check forgery. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was another person that was sentenced to 40 years um, right. for her, her role in all of this. And that yeah. happened last month. Her name was uh, 40 Jean, seems more right. Jean McIntosh. She helped prosecutors build a case against her mother, Linda Weston, the ringleader of the group that held victims captives for years uh, in a cramped basement in the plan to steal more than two hundred thousand dollars in government benefits. We've been captives of a Weston for the last 13 years. <laughs> there you go. Uh, but nothing like this. Not no, I, I have a feeling these people are going to be behind bars for the rest of their lives. You take a look at them. They're, you know, good. They're older. They yeah. look uh, frail. They, they look frail. Yeah. It, it, uh, it's just, I mean, I, I remember when this case, we, we just could not believe it. It's just a horrific de- scheme. When the details mm. of this case came out. I and mean, there many of them. Subhuman people. Yeah, development, developmentally challenged a few of them. Oh. Yeah, Horrible. Most, that's how they were able yeah. to yeah. get them that's to sign over them. their benefits and all of that. Yep. So the ringleader was uh, Weston, and uh, she previously pleaded guilty and was sentenced to life in prison plus 80 years all to right. avoid the death now penalty. Now we're talking. 
Court records Thursday show federal charges were still pending for Greg Thomas, Weston's former boyfriend, and all the five defendants were charged with 196 counts And poli- after police rescued the four people from the basement in, in October of 2011. Details of the filthy conditions of physical abuse and forced prostitution of the victims became uh, came to light in charging documents and the case gained national attention. Prose- but, sorry. Okay. No, I'm just saying, look, I'm, I'm not being overly austere on this. After they served their 80 years, let them out. Yeah. Uh, prosecutors no. said the five defendants coerced and pressured some of the mentally disabled captives into making Weston their designated payees for their benefits. They shuttled the the captives between several states to avoid being caught Uh. and often locked them in basements, closets, and other confined space, feeding them minimal food, often spiked with sedatives. At least one of the captives testified she was forced to have children with another captive. She said Weston and her daughter took her child and told her that he had died, but later claimed the baby was theirs to collect more benefits. You know, you look at this as... uh maybe on the surface as, you know, people who, who are too lazy to work and that's how they're getting money, but clearly uh, it takes work to actually keep people prisoner. Yeah. And oh, my God. they enjoy... They that. were enjoying they enjoy it. This is yes. just evil. Yeah, I, I don't think evil. this has anything to do with yeah. uh, laziness and not working. They're just evil people. Yeah. Keeping them kidnapped, underfeeding them, drugging them, stealing children, forcing them to all sorts of horrific conditions. God, and you remember the video of where they were holding a lot of them? Oh, yeah. It was just... Despicable. Look look medieval. Yeah. You know, down in that basement. A series of gas explosions, an official described as Armageddon, killed a teenager, injured at least 10 other people, and ignited fires in at least 39 homes in three communities north of Boston, forcing entire neighborhoods to evacuate as crews scrambled to fight the flames and shut off the gas. You believe this? Dozens of house explosions. Yeah, I saw this. Unreal. Authorities said 18-year-old Lionel Rondon of Lawrence died Thursday after a chimney toppled by an exploding house and it crashed into his car. He was rushed to a Boston hospital but pronounced dead there in the evening. Massachusetts State Police urged all residents with homes serviced by Columbia Gas in Lawrence and over in North Andover to evacuate, snarling traffic and causing widespread confusion as residents and local officials struggled to understand what was happening. Hours after the explosion, the utility parent company issued a brief statement saying its crews were still performing safety. Safety checks in the area. However, emergency officials blame overpressurized natural gas lines. Uh, 39 homes were damaged or completely destroyed. I remember watching a special. I don't know where it was, but it was a similar deal where there there had been the, uh, whether it was the gas heating the homes or gas that had just built up in the sewage systems for like five blocks. Buildings were blowing up. Houses were blowing up. It, like That's a chain crazy. reaction that set it all in motion. You know, this when I heard this, it sort of reminded me of that. Something of that. That's yeah. what they said. And overpressurized from natural gas. Uh, but yeah, 39 homes. There were 10 Jeez. people that were injured and, and uh, one teenager died. All right, let's do sports this morning. The Phillies didn't lose last night, but that's only because they didn't play. Uh, They're at home this weekend and hoping up a three-game series against the Miami Marlins tonight. Zach Eflin gets the start. Game time is at 7.05. Deshaun? You know what? I'm going to do it anyway. Okay. Oh, give me a break here. That's One okay. Second, here we go. They did it! 
Maybe that'll encourage him. Deshaun Jackson might be able to play against the Eagles this weekend. Jackson, who suffered a concussion during last Sunday's win over the Saints, was back on the practice field yesterday in Tampa. In five games against his former team, Jackson went 4-1 and one and has averaged 88 yards per game. Kickoff at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday is set for 1 o'clock. In last night's Thursday night football game, Andy Dalton threw four touchdown passes in the first half of the Cincinnati Bengals, held on for a 34-23 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Dalton led the Bengals to an early 21-point lead and finished 24-42 of for 265 yards, throwing four touchdown passes for only the fifth time in his career. And the Eagles are still the Super Bowl Yay! champs. And that's what I have for you this morning. Thank you very much, Kathy. End of the week. Yep, here we are. You know what? I want to I want to give a shout-out to uh, this person that texts in every week. Nick, you always see this uh, this text that comes Super in. Super nice. I don't know who it is, but they always text in, uh, Happy Friday. Thanks for playing my favorite wee little song. Aha, they always right. text that in. And it says, have a, have a great show and a better weekend, you crumb bums. <laughs> so uh, we'll do our best, and you do the same. That little shart was for you. We are at, yeah, Friday where we give away the Word of the Week prize and uh, we got a cool MMA Pro League set up at the Hard Rock Casino Atlantic City on Saturday. So tomorrow, somebody's going to be heading there. Two rooms, four food vouchers, meet and greets with pictures in the cage. We'll do that at the end of today's program and we have a list of guests who are stopping by today. It's very cool. We have... The one and only Brent Selleck coming by yeah. for a visit. He recently retired from the NFL and spent his entire career as a Philadelphia Eagle. Brent's a longtime friend of ours, so we'll have a chance to talk to him since his official announcement, see what he's up to. We also have uh, Scott Rogowski, uh, who is stopping by. He's, uh, he he's, does comedy. Obviously, he's going to be at the truck tonight, but uh, his show, HQ, if you want to call it a show, how do, what do you call it? I'd call it a it's show. A it's a game show. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just show. over an app. It's a mobile app, and yeah. uh, the only way you can play it is on your phone, but it's it's a show, and he puts uh, together a really good one every every night. And it's every day. very, yeah. very, very popular and gives away a lot of money, and uh, he's going to stop in today, and uh, we can't wait to have him in here, which is cool. We're also going to have uh, comedian Chad Daniels stopping by at Punchline Philly tonight and tomorrow. And our friends from Godshall's Turkey are stopping by. That means they bring by loads of turkey bacon to give away to you. And do we have a hottie cam or does it just say hottie cam? Yeah, but I just don't have names of anybody. Yeah, we okay. don't have names yet. Um, All right. Our friend is bringing in some girls. So oh, we'll see who oh our friend. Girls. That's nice. And it all happens on this wonderful... Yes, that's correct. We're still in September. We're, we are already almost halfway through September. It's wow. the 14th. I hadn't, that hadn't even really dawned on me until I played that song. I'm actually nauseous. I know. About that. Yeah. I know. I know. Uh, but we do have a lot of great things coming up this fall. So uh, f- fear not, young person. <laughs> That's not the words I was it's looking for. It's very inspiring. Uh, no, I, you know what I meant to Be say? Not no. young person. What I meant to say was, don't you fret. Don't you fret. You ain't seen nothing yet. All right, so we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a second. I'll get the entertainment report. Stupid question. Giveaways. A lot. In fact, a lot of things to give away this morning. Nice. So every chance to win a bunch. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. This 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. 
His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. <laughs> so, stupid question this morning. Uh, we are going to give away a Casey Arch Baller 16-ounce pounder cans. you got to be at least 21 in order to win. Uh, so I'm sorry. I didn't look at these ahead of time. That's okay. It's Friday. List, I have a whole list of great questions that uh, that Casey has given to me, and I I forgot to look at them. Uh, how about... Are these the ones from the church uh, trivia case? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, you I, look I, up good questions. I automatic. Well, you know what I do is uh, I kind of um, think of them just kind of on my own. I go... I wonder what the answer to this question cool. is. Yeah. All right, we're going to go with this one. We're going to go way back. Uh, we're going to go to the Brady Bunch. Ah. Peter Brady. Yes. Was actually ridiculed. Look at all these people calling in. I haven't even asked the question yet. All right. I think they're just going to congratulate Kathy. On oh, I, just, I didn't even think about that. Peter Brady <laughs> was ridiculed by his classmates for portraying this person in a school play. Okay. And I know you know it, Steve. Two one five two six three W. There's no question. You don't have to write it down. Yeah. I, I remember it, too. Peter Brady was ridiculed by his classmates for portraying this person in a school play. <laughs> and it's not Harvey Weinstein. Call, <laughs> call right now. Let's see if we know the answer. I want to go through some birthdays while we are waiting for you to call in. It is uh, well, uh, Today, by the way, is uh, Friday, uh, September 14th, Walter Koenig's birthday, and he played the original Chekhov in Star Trek. He was also on uh, Babylon 5, another great sci-fi series. I know Kathy, you and I are big fans. Yes. And uh, his son, of course, we mentioned before, was the kid who played Boner, hung himself in the park in Seattle. That oh, was horrible. Right. Yeah, not horrible. Growing pains. Yeah. yeah. Vancouver, Steve. I think it was it Vancouver? I think, I think so, you might yeah. be right, Nick. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he is uh, 82 years old today. And another tragedy: the actor who took over the reins for that character in the Judd Apatow, uh, or not Judd Apatow, but the um, oh yes, JJ Abrams. Uh, uh, Abrams Helm Star Trek series died in that horrible accident. Anton uh, Yelchin, right? Yeah. The the uh, the Jeep uh, went down the roadway and pinned him up against a, a concrete air, a barrier, and it, right in front of his house. So he, he got out, I believe, to open terrible. up the gates to his house or close the gates to his house and it it locked or it popped out of park into reverse and crushed him. Um, So anyhow, the original Chekhov is 82 today. Uh, Faith Ford, the actress from Murphy Brown, Corky Sherwood, and also Hope and Faith. And I guess she's going to be on the new version, right? Seems that way. They got the the whole cast. I always liked her. Uh, She's 54 years old today, so happy birthday to Faith Ford. That Hope and Faith show had uh, Megan Fox was the daughter. You remember that? No, really? Was she? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sam Neill, uh, Jurassic Park fame, the first, uh, first couple of movies. Uh, Hunt for Red October, and uh, man, he's he's done a ton of stuff. You know what I just years. watched again? It's one of my f- favorite unsung sort of um, really cool uh, horror movies. It's called Into the Mouth of Madness, okay. and he plays sort of a uh, he's an investigator, and they're going after this this guy who is a Stephen King kind of author, and uh, it sort of blurs the reality between horror and you know the real world. It's re- really well done. Okay, and yeah. he's he's great in it. Yeah, he's so he's celebrating his uh, 71st birthday today. I always love the music from this oh, movie. Oh, it's yeah. so good. Yeah. 
Uh, Kimberly Williams, who's an actress. She was in Father of the Bride 1 and 2. She's 47. Uh, Sean Preston Federline, who was the son of Britney Spears and Kevin Federline, is turning 13 years old wow. today. So I follow Britney Spears on uh, Instagram, as any I'm sure man would. And um, you see the kids, you know, kids now, young teenagers, um, you know, playing with mom. And they seem to be living the life. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it was a big deal when he was born, if you recall. Oh, yeah. Uh, Nas, the rapper, is 45. And then uh, Melissa Leo, Oscar-winning actress, uh, she won, I believe, an Oscar for The Fighter. Yeah, she's badass crazy, but, man, she's a great actress. She is a really good she's actress. She's a really great actress. Isn't she in Oblivion as well? She is. Yeah, yeah. she's the she guy. The, 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 yeah. the voice and face of the... Ominous, evil. Well, I don't want to give it up for you. Yeah, she's really away, good, but but she's great. Yeah. Are we having a lovely day? Uh huh. She's uh, fifty eight years old today, but she's crazy. It, oh, do you remember seeing when her it was her Oscar her Oscar speech where I was like, oh my god, this lady's uh, up for a rocker. Well, but maybe I she was lit like, up. Yeah. Well, may, um, yeah, maybe she was lit up. It's okay. Party night. Yeah. yeah. So she's fifty eight today, and uh, them's there's the birthdays that I have for you this morning. Let's see if we can get an answer to the stupid question, uh, Peter Brady. Was ridiculed by his classmates for portraying this person at in a school play, and I will go over to Joe for the answer. Hi, Joe. Good morning. Good morning, uh, Joe. Do you know who Peter Brady played? It was Benedict Arnold. Correct. <laughs> Caught holy hell for it. That is right. He was the treasonous American, uh-huh. and uh, his his peers weren't putting up with it, but he played it. And uh, help people to sort of expand their views on Benedict Arnold. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, congratulations to Joe. We're going to give him a case of Yards Brawler 16 ounce pounder cans, and Yards Brawler beer is 4.2% ABV. Perfect for sessioning festively in the autumn air. Now available in both 12 and 16 ounce pounder cans at Austin's Beverage on Ridge Pike, and that's in Collegeville. By the way, that little flourish in the music is usually when Alice would shimmy out of her house dress. <laughs> yeah. That little, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that little yeah. Uh, clarinet part there. Like slip off her shoulders. Uh-huh. Ooh. Sam the Butcher in bed. Alice. Uh, the woman who is victimized at age 14 by actor an actor in Shane Black's Predator is thanking actress Olivia Munn for standing up for her. When Munn found out that Stephen Wilder Strigel... A uh, friend of Black's was registered sex offender. She asked 20th Century Fox to cut the scene he was in. Munn later said that the studio eventually complied, but not without dragging its feet. And Black later apologized for the casting decision. Paige, uh, Paige Carnes is her name. She's 24 years old. She contacted the Los Angeles Times to explain that she was the person who he had targeted 10 years ago. She was 14, and he was 38 at the time. She said, I was not able to speak to myself when I, uh, for myself when I was 14. I have no shame for what was done to me. I am not the one who needs to carry that shame. Uh, she added, support can come in many forms. Sometimes all it takes is one person speaking up for you, acknowledging your worth as a human being. I'm extremely fortunate to have a father and mother that love me unconditionally. My father has supported me in my healing and growth in ways that I cannot thank him enough for. So the crime was, this guy was, uh, this freak was propositioning her online. Was that what was happening? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not really sure. Uh, Munn took the uh, Twitter to applaud Carnes for going public. Chrissy Teigen has a new food recommendation for new moms, or it's written here, a nude food reco. Oh, <laughs> new, new food reco. Oh, new food reco. Two dish. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kathy, it's placenta. Oh! oh man. 
She's got to just stop. Nummy. I started liking her. Stop it. <laughs> the good part for me is I never really got to liking her. So it's, it's I'm not. In a preview of her interview with Sunday's Best, celebrating 40 years of CBS Sunday morning, Tegan tells Rita Braver that she believes that she avoided postpartum depression with her second child, Miles, by eating her placenta. Okay, is there any scientific basis for this? No. All right. None. Don't you, don't, some people have pulverized it into a milkshake, sure. right? Yeah, I yeah, think the Kardashians might have done that. Yeah, yeah. It, it was like a thing for a little bit, and then huh. I think they came out and, and medical uh, professionals said <laughs> that there is no benefit to this whatsoever. Though, Kathy, they did have to slap the actual full baby out of Chloe's mouth. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Steve, I think a lot of times she got totally confused. They'll, they'll pulverize it and turn it into a powder, and yes. you can take it in pill. I don't want yeah. to. No, I don't <laughs> want to do that. I, I you know, I, not no. to, not to get really gross, but it is pretty fascinating when I, I saw three children, yeah, uh, delivered, and and the, the the after part about that after the baby comes out and all the excitement, then they have to deliver that placenta. Yes, yeah. and it's a pretty fascinating <laughs> piece of human tissue because it's, a, it's the life giver to the baby. That's fine. But you don't need to eat no, I'm it. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that, that at all. You're I'm saying, saying it, it's a. It's basically a DNA apartment that the baby yeah, lives in. Yeah. yeah. In and of itself, it's it's pretty it's pretty incredible. But um, yeah, I don't know why somebody said you know. Let's I think I'm going to slap so, that on a bun. Preston, every time every time the placenta came out, were you putting on a lobster bib? <laughs> it's pretty wild because it came out as almost like this turquoise blue yeah. color. Nice. Uh, when it was still, you know, alive for lack of a better term. I remember. Um, but, uh, but anyhow, some people think it's a good idea to cut that thing up. I hope it. I did good for you. <laughs> That's it. Speaking. Yes, you did, Mr. Placenta. <laughs> My time is done. Uh, Tegan, who has been open about her struggles, struggles with uh, fertility and depression. My struggles. Uh, following birth of her first child, Luna tells a, a dubious braver, the placenta consumption is the norm in Tinseltown. She said, I'm in L.A. It's very normal. They grill it here. You can try some of mine after, she laughed. Uh, Tegan explains that she wrote her best-selling book, Cravings, and the forthcoming sequel because she just wants to enjoy family and life. Uh, Tegan, uh, also explains that she, I already said that, uh, she also, uh, also explains, she also said, I really prefer being happy and getting to eat things that I love, still wanting to be healthy, uh, but I just don't care about looking good in a swimsuit anymore. I guess that's the only way to put it. Mm. Uh, this will be broadcast, this interview on, uh, actually today. Uh, at 8 p.m. Is the impetus for doing it that uh, other mammals do when the babies are born that the that you know humans should, can learn from a deer or whatever? It's actually a pretty old uh, tradition. Yeah, and, and among people. Been, yeah, yeah. Okay. been done, but I mean, it's kind of trendy. But um, do you know what I mean? I, maybe that's where it came from, Nick. The fascination of people seeing it happen in nature. And okay. they're like, well, maybe we should do that too. There's also a large part of it, from what I understand, that has to do with uh, removing um, uh, items that will attract prey. And so uh, that's why animals. a lot of times, yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. the yeah, animals would, so. would ingest it to remove it from hmm. attracting prey. That, and some of them eat their own poop. So, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah. it's who knows. We've evolved. Yeah. And uh, we're in a hospital. We don't have to worry about prey. Real quick, Paul ate placenta. Hi, Paul. You're on the air. Good morning, gents. Hey, what's up, bud? Hey, uh, you guys were uh, talking about that placenta stuff a little bit ago. Yeah. I worked at a company where I replaced a lady there that was uh, pregnant. She left for a bit. She come back in and... Using the baby to show everybody, and she put out some nice crackers and everything for everybody to eat. 
Well, I helped myself only to find out later that she had put out placenta pate. No. So on. so wait a second. I, I don't believe you no. on that one, Paul. No, I, no, I, I'm serious. I went in the back and the guys are like, did you eat that stuff? And I'm like, what do you mean? It was just crackers. It was fine. And the guy's like, no, you, there's a little card there. It says what it was. It was placenta pate. It was supposed to be good luck. Uh, all right. Well, we're going to give you the benefit of the doubt, but that—that's that's illegal. That would be you're, yes. You're, you're that'd be like by the way, you're serving medical waste and human tissue. That no, tapioca you had. <laughs> yeah, she put out. There a... was my diarrhea in it. <laughs> no, it's okay. She put out a sign. Yeah, I took a dump in a cup. Yeah, I just left it on the table. Help yourselves, but it's you okay. You didn't read yeah. the sign. You didn't read the sign. All right. Thanks, yeah, you Paul. put a little cinnamon stick in it. <laughs> freshly just... made. And it's still warm. Help yourself. Yeah. It's my poop. <laughs> I just looked up to see if it was a fake story, and the first uh, link that came up was human placenta pate recipe. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I believe that people do that. Right, just don't bring it to work. I don't know. I, I would have spoken to HR about that. So would I. That's me. Like but... the Arnold Palmers that we were drinking yesterday, apparently, Preston, where Jim Antez's pissed. Oh, wow. Uh <laughs> Well, it was pretty good, though. It was good. Wow, okay. It wasn't bad. When did you guys have Arnold Palmer? You didn't so, have any no. of that? The Hollywood Reporter reported that uh, Warner Brothers was ousting Henry Cavill from uh, the role of Superman. We talked about this yesterday. But he cast doubts on the rumors with a post on Instagram that left most viewers scratching their heads. He was wearing a T-shirt emblazoned with the text, Krypton Lifting Team. And he stares intensely at the camera, slowly raising and lowering a Superman action figure. Uh, and he had captioned the video, Today was exciting, adding a hashtag Superman. Warner Brothers responded to reporters' questions uh, saying simply that this studio has always had great respect for and a great relationship with Henry Cable, and that remains unchanged. So nothing's 100% official. No, if, listen, he, he's he been a solid Superman, and... Uh, Okay. Like many things, this could just be a negotiation tactic. Yeah, it could, it could absolutely be a negotiation tax- tactic. It could be a PR tactic on the movie uh, company's part. Uh, Cable part is now, there's a rumor floated as uh, him as the next James Bond. So who the hell knows? People have talked about who's going to be James Bond for ages. So it could that, be a good one. He actually could. He right. played Napoleon Solo in that uh, Man from Uncle movie. Yeah. Yeah. So he could What did you think off. of that? Did you like <clears throat> it? It was not that good. Man. No. Ryan Gosling visited a Toronto coffee shop that had uh, garnered internet fame for its cutouts of Ryan Gosling. Uh, Grinder Coffee kicked off a 10-day Twitter campaign on September 3rd in the hope of getting Gosling to visit while he was in town for the Toronto International Film Festival. Grinder's Twitter account posted shots of a faux Gosling enjoying coffee at the cafe. <laughs> That's a good idea. And touring other Toronto hotspots. Each tweet also included info on why he should visit Grinder. And uh, the they tweeted out, as Gosling attended the red carpet premiere of The First Man uh, at the film festival, he said, looks like our man is in town and ready for some coffee. Just let uh, just to let you know, Ryan Gosling, we pay for half of your Uber ride. <laughs> uh, Gosling got wind of the campaign, and he showed up in the flesh the next day, even posing for a photo with the owner, Joelle Murray. Uh, she told reporters that Gosling's mother had encouraged him to stop by. So if this is the way to go, Preston, by having um, cardboard cutouts and take some pictures. We tried to get uh, Paige uh, Sporanic. Sporanic, yeah. Who is the uh, the female golfer? Uh-huh. Uh, maybe that's the tact we need to take. It might be a way to work it. Last year, Grinder tried to get uh, Idris Elba to stop by to no avail, which in a tweet followed Gosling's visit. Uh, Murray was uh, quick to drag Elba for. So, uh, anyhow, uh, it worked for them. It's a clever name for a coffee shop. <laughs> Grinder. Grinder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, following new sexual misconduct allegations, 60 Minutes producer Jeff Fager has been shown the door. CBS News President David Rhodes said this action today is not directly related to the allegations surfaced in press reports, which continue to be investigated independently. However, he violated company policy and is our commitment to uphold those policies at every level. So he's only one of two people who have ever produced 60 Minutes. Don Hewitt was the first. I mean, you're talking one of the legendary television shows of all time, 60 Minutes, Mm -hmm. and he's out. Yeah, apparently the company policy I'd read that he had had broken was, was, they said it didn't have to do with these allegations, but he's apparently sent a text message to somebody reaming him out. No, to a a female reporter. Oh. And she uh, was on the news the other night. Jeff Glore is the CBS uh, evening news host. Yeah. And this female reporter was giving the report about Fager being shown the door, Ah. and then she says, and he was, uh, um, uh, the the, sort of the implication was that he had sent out this inflammatory text, and then they cut to her, and she goes, I am that reporter. This is on live news, on uh, which is pretty pretty dramatic. Because the anchor was, I guess, covering the storm. Yeah, he's down in North Carolina. So so they cut to her, and so she goes to the fact that you've, Charlie Rose, Les Moonves, and and Vager have been fired, but you look at the text of the thing, he's basically threatening her in 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 the text, saying... You know, if you're not going to do this or do that, you know, he was, he was, he was you know, and he was be- saying beating her down. If you don't have uh, solid reporting and solid sources on this, there will be ramifications. Okay. All right. Well, he's he's out of there. And What's cool, though, is that the anchor Preston goes at the end of the piece, he says, by the way, I just want you to know that we all support you, the reporter. Oh, really? Yeah, which was kind okay. of wild. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Bachelor alum uh, Becca Martinez is expecting her first child with boyfriend Grayston Leonard. This is great news. Isn't it, though? Uh, the 23-year-old reveals that she became pregnant three months into her relationship. How, and, how did they? How, how did that happen? And did, while it wasn't planned, she's excited. Did yeah. they have sex or something? I guess so. So, so she something. she was on The Bachelor, and I guess this isn't... Which I don't know anything about these people. Yeah. He but. wasn't. <laughs> but he loves her. I love you. Um, <laughs> You're having a baby. She said, I've just come to such a point of accepting it. Wait a second. The last time we had sex, is this going to be a butt baby? <laughs> I've just come to the such a point of accepting it and embracing it and being excited and telling people and all that. That said. is amazing and beautifully yeah. written. Uh, she said that in a YouTube video. Oh. But I was just in such a state of shock when I found out. Uh, she broke the news to Leonard on Father's Day. Uh, the baby is due in January. He just thought it was a regular day in June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Guess what? I'm pregnant. Uh, it's just great. <laughs> um, Yippee. I don't remember. I don't know any names from The Bachelor, but I do remember Tristan Ryan. Tristan. And, and then also Bob Guinea. If you Bob guys remember Guinea. Bob Guinea. Yeah. yeah. Now, our friend Lauren Harris... Is like friends with Bob Guinness? Yes. Yeah. How is that? I, How did that happen? I guess he was local here for a while, and and uh, then he, I guess he's out in Seattle where she is now. Is that how? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he, uh, Lauren Wait, and her he's husband from here. I, no, he's not from here. He was here for a while though, and I think that's how they met. Oh, oh, okay. I, I don't. Know. Who the hell knows? I have no idea. All I know is that it, the process is usually the girl who's not picked at the end of The Bachelor becomes The Bachelorette. Right. And the guy who's not chosen picked, in The Bachelorette. And that's how they cycle through the whole yeah. series. Yeah, exactly. So that's why they have the new Bachelor is the much talked about uh, virgin. virgin. Yeah. 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 
Uh, having already conquered the squared circle during his boxing career, Oscar De La Hoya is, excuse me, seriously setting his sights on the Oval Office. Uh, De La Hoya revealed in an interview with TMZ Sports that he would consider running for president of the United States. He said, I'm actually very serious and I strongly feel uh, that if a Kanye West can do it and announce and maybe tease the world that he would maybe one day want to run for president, why not me? Interesting. He said, I've had literally over the years, ever since I became a professional in boxing, I've had millions of people uh, tell me, look, why don't you be president? Or, why don't you represent? He said, why don't you stand up and have a bigger voice? And obviously the biggest voice you can have is being president. If this happens, we're just one step closer to Chuck Wetner running the IRS. It's <laughs> <laughs> just been a dream of mine. I like De La Hoya. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't see him as president, but I do like him. He's a very charismatic guy, very smart businessman. Uh, right. He's turned himself into an entrepreneur following his retirement from boxing in 2009. Uh, he founded Golden Boy Promotions in 2002, and the company has since become an established brand in, in the sport. Uh, he would undoubtedly have long odds uh, were he to enter the presidential fray, but he's just kind of floating it out there. I never knew he was uh, American. I had no idea that he was actually born in Puerto Cal- Rico. Is uh, no, 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 he, he was born from? in California. Was L- he really? LA, yeah, yeah. Uh, I up. think he he has a home there now or something because when okay. in one of those twenty four sevens, or maybe his wife is from there and they they have a home there. But he's he was uh, training. Preston. He was training in Puerto Rico. Uh, I saw that, and he's one hundred percent Swedish. Oh wow! Oh. Know. Yeah, it's, it's uh, just a weird name. He was a great boxer. Yes. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hillary Duff sparked engagement rumors with a selfie featuring a sparkler on her uh, ring finger. I love you. <laughs> That's Matthew Coma. Yeah. They're, they're expecting their first child together. She and Matthew Coma. He's literally in a coma. Uh, <laughs> what, what did you say? Will you marry me? I didn't even think Why, of that. Why, yes, yes, I will. It's spelled K O M A. Matthew, name's Coma. <laughs> Uh, so they share Luca, who is six years old. Or no, I'm sorry, they don't. He lives on the second floor. No, no, no. They they are expecting their first child, and Duff shares Luca with her ex-husband, Mike Comrie. So they're having their second child first? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, yeah. Wow. Isn't that weird? Comrie's a hockey player. Is he really? Yeah, he was in the NHL first. Is he's a coma? Uh, no, 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 Comrie. Comrie. Her uh, baby daddy from her first baby. Okay. Uh, How's she looking? Uh, She's Nick looking pulled, good. Nick pulled up her Instagram. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She was her uh, thing is guys in comas. Her her. You know what she she was a she was a teen star, and I thought it would translate into adulthood. You know what was her series? It was oh man, uh, Hannah Montana. No, no, that was Lizzie, Montana. Lizzie McGuire. Lizzie, Lizzie McGuire. McGuire. That was it. So, which was one of those first Nickelodeon breakout. I remember uh, live action shows. All my nephews at that time were of that age, and they had massive crushes. On sure, them. sure, it's adorable. Yeah, Bill Cosby is doing everything he can to delay his upcoming sentencing, according to newly filed court papers uh, seen by Page Six. The eighty-one-year-old's legal team. He's asked, staying in the bathroom. Asked uh, Montgomery. Yeah, <laughs> he just won't leave. <laughs> I've been in there for four months. I'm an old man and pooped this. Uh, the 81-year-old's legal team asked uh, Montgomery County Court Justice... Is that in there? No, that was just the first strike. Uh, Stephen O'Neill. You need a poop knife? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. Uh, to, step, to step aside this week. Can you send Theo in? Uh, O'Neill. <laughs> Theo's got to help. Yeah. Bill, Theo needs a wife. 
Yeah. <laughs> his, his actual name is Malcolm. Don't care. <laughs> uh, O'Neill declined the request. He said, uh, time has come for defendant to face the consequences of his crimes and misdeeds. Uh, the motion reads, his sentencing is scheduled for the 24th of this month. How old is he? He's 81. 81. Okay. Um, I'd be curious to see how this plays out. Again, this is one of the big questions. Will he just be allowed to uh, be under house arrest, community service? Will he get some just a perfunctory jail sentence? Yeah, they don't sentence. I I don't see him sentenced to house arrest. I see him him going to jail. Uh, And then, Steve, I am very curious what you think about this. John Hamm was asked about portraying Batman during an appearance of In-Depth with Graham Bensinger, and he said that he's game for it. He said, I've heard rumors of that since probably since season one of Mad Men. Uh, But he said, I've never had a conversation with anybody about it, literally. And I've sat in the rooms with all these guys. All right. Uh, Still, if the conversation were broached, he said, I'd probably fit the suit. You know, he said, I'd have to. He said, I'd have to work out a lot, which I don't love. Uh All right. I think he'd be a great Batman. You want my official take on it? Yeah. I agree. A hundred percent. That is exactly uh, so. What I love about Affleck as Batman again, it's it goes back to this Frank Miller model, which was a uh, an older, um, you know, bit of an alcoholic, pissed off Batman. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think John Hamm has the acting chops in stature. He's larger, which I appreciate. Yeah, he's he definitely looks yeah, the part and looks the part. Yeah. So uh, I'm down with it as well. Yeah, All he's right. got a huge dong. Huge dong. Is that a requirement for Batman? Apparently, uh, yeah. Nah, okay. I don't know. He uh, well, he doesn't use a gun a lot, so he's got to use something. True. Uh, I thought we would get out of that without talking about his huge penis. Sorry, yeah. but I guess it's impossible no. when John Hamm is brought up. Yeah. Uh, Quentin Tarantino's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is filming at the Playboy Mansion, a first in the post-Hugh Hefner era of the Holmby Hills property. Uh, In 2016, Hefner sold the property for $100 million uh, to 35-year-old Darren Metropolis. Uh, Sounds like a robot, doesn't it? Yeah, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 Uh, and Darren had said, after Quentin reached out to me and I spent some time understanding his version of the film, I knew that there was a special opportunity to collaborate together and feature the mansion in this thrilling project. You know what? I think $100 million for the Playboy Mansion and it, for where it is is actually kind of a steal. Really? Yeah. And it's legend, yeah, which, the, mm-hmm. which is a big part of it. Most things that have a story behind them go so way better. Up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, the timing was excellent, he said, as the property has already begun to transform back to its original grandeur and has never looked more impressive. Of course, there's a lot of stars in this. Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Luke Perry, uh, Damian Lewis, Dakota Fanning, Emile Hirsch, Timmy Oliphant, uh, Kurt Russell, and Lena wow. Dunham. That is a big... It's a hell of a collection. ...star-studded cast. I'm so. curious as to the exact thrust of the main story here yeah. is it just simply a slice of life set against the backdrop of the manson murders yeah. or is it a focus on manson i'm interested yeah uh, you know I, I i really love uh tarantino's take on on a lot of stuff even like in, in glorious bastards which is yeah it, totally it, fiction it's, it's totally fiction it's a remake too, but i love know. what he did with it yeah yeah there is the scene because it's playing on cable right now but the scene yeah. where uh he's eating the strudel in the restaurant, yeah. With, uh, what I, I don't know. Well, Christoph Waltz is, oh is the actor, and uh, yeah, he's with uh, Shoshana, the girl. I forgot the actress's oh, name. Oh, Shoshana! Of the French actress. Uh, yeah, you're right. I yeah. want to reach through that screen and <laughs> strangle him, Kathy. You know how like you hate 
Yeah. Uh, oh my God. It's very oh. it's very Sean Connery esque. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. When, when he's eating. Yes. Hunt for Red October. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyhow, there's there's a lot of people that are going to be in this, and yeah, Margot Robbie is playing Sharon Tate, Steve. So yeah, I would imagine they're, it's going to get right into the meat of the murders. But will it be focusing on Manson? I don't know. Do you know what was similar? Actually, um, Spike Lee's Summer of Sam. Yes. So that was going the on, backdrop. and they did they did have elements. They were focusing on on him and 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 the murders but there was also what was going on in the neighborhood while those, that was going on yeah, yeah they thought they followed two or three right, right, right. stories personal stories of what was going on with that being the backdrop right. and causing all this tension in the city it was a great movie uh so anyhow we will see when that comes out i am not sure when they're expecting that uh, that movie to surface but they're going to be shooting at the uh, the playboy mansion uh, fresh off scoring an EGOT, which is an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, and a Tony, uh, with his Emmy Award for Jesus Christ Superstar, Andrew Lloyd Webber, is planning an all-new stage version of Cinderella told through a millennial filter. So they're going to update it. Uh, they have remade Cinderella into a completely modern feisty girl, said Lloyd Webber, of the crea- creative team's non-traditional approach to the material. Uh, every piece of the story is followed, but uh, it will be turned around so it's not at all what you expect it to be. It just turns the whole thing around on itself. So I'm a big Andrew Lloyd Webber fan. I mean, I you know, there's a lot of stuff that he's done that I just adore. Uh, what what are some of the titles? Fan, Phantom of the Opera? Didn't he okay. do he did Cats as well? Did he not? Okay, uh, maybe yeah. I definitely know he did Phantom. I just I know the name and and his legend, but yeah. I don't know. He all did the uh, School of Rock. Oh, cool. The musical. I just yeah. started looking him up, but I typed in Andrew of the Opera. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it didn't, didn't get me Andrew of the Opera is here. I'm the Phantom's brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it went? Where is my brother guy? His face is half burned off. I picked up his lunch over here. I cannot find him. It's going to get cold. He wrote songs for Evita, Jesus Christ Superstar, Phantom of the Opera. Uh, yeah, so some... Starlight big, Express? Some big Biggie's Cats. Uh, he did that, as you had said. Um, what else? Andrew of the Opera. <laughs> Not as compelling. About a guy who went to the opera. <laughs> and then went home. Care of the sitters. I'll buy an extra hour. We can have dinner out. Andrew of the Opera. <laughs> Next year. <laughs> Coming soon. Um, when you don't like tension, Andrew of the Opera. Uh, let's see. Emma Roberts stars in a pizza-themed rom-com, Little Italy, out on in uh, limited release September 21st and on demand. In a clip from the film, Nikki, who is Emma Roberts, is welcomed back to her parents' pizzeria. By the but the happy welcome is complicated by Leo, played by Hayden Christensen, son of a rival pizzeria family and a serious love interest. And that's all I have about that. <laughs> who, who are we talking about? 
We were talking Emma about Roberts. this. Yeah, but we were talking to an actor about this very movie. Adam Ferrara, I think. Maybe it was Adam Ferrara. Yeah. Yes. I think he might be an impact. And it's like it's yeah. like uh, Tony and Tina's or My Big Fat Greek Wedding. All right. Well, I'm on board if Adam's in it. Yeah. Because yeah. we love him. And, we'll I, have... and I, I like Emma Roberts an awful lot. Hayden Christensen. Eee, mm. not so I much. agree. I, He's I, a little bitch. He is a I little, little bitch. bitch. Yeah, Anakin. He, he gets very, very whiny uh-huh. in several roles. Not just Anakin, but I've seen him in other but things. Like Darth Vader. I Not know. a whiner. I know. Hey, Steve, yeah. did you see the trailer for the, it just came out, the new Sabrina? Uh, yes, Netflix? I did. Whoa. I am loved. Did you guys see what? it? No. no. It so, looks so freaky. She's sitting there. It's a birthday party. It, well, a, a really dark birthday. It's a coven of witches sitting a, around a table, and at Very the end of it is the classic demon. horned demon yeah, like a goat's yeah, head yeah. Uh, thing, oh, wow. and and it, Steve, it's from the Riverdale, guess, the producers of Riverdale, so yeah. it's going to have that that flavor to it. Really, really int- cool cinematography and and uh, dark images. So I, I love Riverdale. That so looks cool. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna dig this. Uh, um, and then one last thing. Uh, uh, let speak- me just jump in here quickly. Sure, sure. If you like this sort of stuff, and if you if you can hang in with a very subtle horror movie, there's a movie called The Witch. Okay. That just is, it is a mind death. It's actually taken from transcripts of the witch trials uh, of the uh, the 1700s, and it's it's a... It's does a, it play, take it, place in that time? Yes, it does. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to derail you, but no, I, no, I wanted no. to remind you, and yeah, I think you would enjoy it. All right. And then one last thing, uh, Discovery Networks, including Discovery Channel, TH, uh, TLC, uh, Investigation yeah. Discovery, Mototrend, Velocity, and Animal Planet are set to join Hulu's live TV bundle in December, according to the Hollywood Reporter. Velociraptor. Uh, <laughs> uh, the deal makes Hulu the exclusive non-discovery home for hits like uh, Deadliest Catch, Mythbusters, and Say Yes to the Dress. Shallow Water. <laughs> so they're moving that over uh, to Hulu. Uh, housekeeping. We got to get into the clips. Let's do that now. So some, sometimes everything is not as it seems, especially when your friend goes missing and a whole different side of her you did not know about comes to light. And here, Blake Lively talks about director Paul Feig and his process in making a simple favor. Here we go. The group of people that Paul curates in a film is, is what makes it most exciting. And then you've got a great script to jump off of. And then um, you know how you have a genre that he's sort of bending. And um, you know, it's just, it's a, it's a fun thing to be a part of. I want to see you naked. Uh, me too. A simple favor premieres in theaters tonight, by the way. It's actually got a really good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Very good rating. Yeah. Let's Paul go Feig the, is a good director. Let's go to the next clip. Uh, Maryland High School student Richie Merritt is debuting his acting career in the new movie White Boy Rick. And here Matthew McConaughey talks about his experience working with the 15-year-old. We knew we were in for a, a bull ride. Just it being that here comes a young man who's never acted before, and he is the yeah. lead and the, 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 the main bloodline of the entire film. And when I say bull ride, that was part of the excitement. The adventure it was going to be. Uh, we knew every day was going to be different surprises. Here's someone who didn't know certain rhythms of acting that actors know. Um, you know what? Uh, observation observation about Matthew McConaughey. As he gets older, yeah. that little whistle that he does when he speaks is yeah. going to get more pronounced, I think. I think it's going to get... Go on, check out my new film, Interstellar. Yeah. Stellar. Inter- Interstellar. Uh, White Boy Rick premieres in theaters tonight, by the way. All right, that's it. we got to take a break because we got a lot of guests on the program today. 
And I tell you what, I'm going to give away tickets to Oktoberfest Live oh. while we are taking a break. And it's coming up Saturday, September 22nd at Xfinity Live. 21 and over events. So keep that in mind. We'll take caller number 17 at 215-263-WMMR. You can sample over 250 beers, live music, contests, food trucks, and more. Wow! Yeah, tickets are on sale now, including the Preston Seep Camp Out for Hunger Special. You use the code CAMPOUT. You can save 5 bucks per ticket. And $5 is going to be donated to Phil Abundance during this year's Camp Out. We love that. So call now. We'll set you up with that. We'll be back in a moment. Friend Selleck is stopping by today. Yeah. Excited to see our friend. It's been a little while. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Have uh, got y'all's turkey bacon here this morning. We'll do some giveaways with them in a little while, and of course, it's uh, they make it easy to get the kids off to school with a warm, nutritious breakfast made with Godshall's fully cooked turkey bacon. You can get recipes on Godshall's dot com. Uh, before we welcome our guests to the studio, I want to do a uh, a plug, if you don't mind. Yeah, please. Event. It's a shard out and a butt plug, as we call them here. <laughs> okay. Uh, but I, I bring it up because um, he's a big, big Eagles fan, and uh, we have a guest in here uh, who we'll announce in a moment. But uh, this is from Kelly. She says, "My brother John." Longstreet was in a diving accident in July, uh, since had major neck surgery and is now at McGee Rehabilita- Rehabilitation Center in Philadelphia. Johnny his roommate, are, and his roommate are huge football fans. Johnny, obviously, the Eagles fan, and his roommate, Cody, a Pittsburgh fan. Uh, Johnny is 28, Cody is 25. Both are now confined, uh, and they're paralyzed, and they're rehabbing to hopefully walk again. So it was really nasty. They both were? Yeah, in, in separate, I, I I think they've met each other because they're roommates. Oh, okay. um, she says, if there's anything that you guys could do to brighten their day, please let me know, even if it's just a nice word on the radio. And she sent a link to Johnny's GoFundMe page, as well as a flyer for his beef and beer at Katie O'Donnell's, which is tomorrow. Okay. Uh, she said, my dad and I listen to you guys every day on our ways uh, to work, and your team in the morning cracks us up. You guys rock. Thanks again for taking the time to read this. Uh, have an awesome day. So if we could do a plug for them, please. Thank you. And a shout out to those guys as well. Um, so do we do we know what level of paralysis he has, Preston? No, I, okay. All I know is Just what, that. All what right. I read here. But I, but I gave Nick the GoFundMe information. He is posting that on PrestonandSteve.com on our community page. If you want to get that info, you can certainly do that. And since he's such a huge Eagles fan, I thought it'd get, be a kick for him to hear yes. that. Yeah. Right before we welcome our next guest to the studio... And um, he just he recently announced his retirement, and we're happy to have him in this morning. Ladies and gentlemen, retiring as a Philadelphia Eagle, yeah, Mr. Brent Selleck is yeah. with us this morning. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. It's nice to see you. It's great to be here. You look happy. I am. I yeah. Mean, a lot know, of stress. Yeah. Relief. A lot of stress <laughs> relief. Yeah. I, I, I mentioned to you in the break here, uh, I said, well, how happy are you to not have to be working out as hard as you normally would in the weeks leading up to what's going on now? And, yeah, this year's training camp seemed like it was, like, one of the hottest of all time. Oh, yeah. my God. And you, you've, you've paid your dues tenfold with those unbearably hot. Uh, you know, training camps, but oh, yeah. uh, but you could you could sit this one out. Now you're still in good shape. You're gonna always probably be in good shape your whole life. But yeah. um, you know, it, it's it's uh, some don't. You know, some like yeah. you're, you're like, oh man, you are retired, aren't you? <laughs> well, I play a little bit of basketball during the week. Okay. Do you? Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Can I play you with dunk? older. Uh, I can. Okay. But I play with older guys, so okay. we don't get too competitive. Hey, hey, you play with, like, A.J. Yeah. Feely? He plays. Uh, yeah, older you... guys like him. Yeah, you yeah. play it. I'm not going to say where. <laughs> older s- guys like A.J. Feely. I yeah. saw a video of uh, of Connor Barwin doing his basketball workout, and he was just dunking them left and right. I guess oh, that was a regular. A I can't do that. That's a regular 10-foot uh, hoop that he was doing it on. Yeah. 
Damn. This offseason, we were working out together, and we would our, our running would be doing basketball workouts in the morning, and then okay. we'd go lift. I, I find regular, like, like jogging uh, uh, boring as F. However, Join I love hiking. Club. Yeah, right? So something, so, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So if you can find some, and apparently on a, on a physical level, hiking or, or it's the same benefit or walking, it's the same deal. So give me something that is not going to bore the F out of me, you yeah. know? That's why I love basketball. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's been something to kind of replace football in my life, like that competitive edge that you have. Was there ever a potential, hey, maybe basketball is where I'm going to go early no, on? No. I got cut my freshman year in high school. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And the, the basketball coach said he regretted that. <laughs> um, but I was just coming off uh, football season. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm going in there, and I, I hadn't shot a basketball in literally like six months. Right. And so I was just awful. How tall were you? Though? But I wish, go, looking back on it, I yeah. wish I would have played. Okay. Like, really? I wish I would have went back at it my sophomore year because I think playing tight end in the NFL nothing helps you more than sure. basketball. Well, yeah. you you, you I look really at think it's good. Some of the most successful tight ends in the NFL, and they're all like former, like uh, Antonio Gates. I think who Gonzalez? Oh, Gonzalez, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, um, Jimmy Graham, mm-hmm. Connor Barwin played basketball in college too, right? He he could have. He did. Could he have gone pro? Could he have gone in the NBA? I don't think so. No. Not in basketball. Okay. So do you um, think but you, he was a solid player? So from your vantage point, what you what you were playing, it, it, it served you well. And, and sometimes we, you know, throughout the um, the history of the NFL, there have been these athletes that have been, you know, multiple threats in, in various sports. Do, do you think there's, a, you know, there's a position where it's almost it'll work to your detriment if you're, you know, doing too much at once, you know, where you lose your focus? Um, you saying if I was able to play basketball and football at the same time? Right, right. Because it, I, you know, I just think that nowadays it would be hard to do basketball and football because those guys are so tall yeah. that, like, you have no leverage in football. True. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, six four is tall in football, uh, but that's a point guard in basketball. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so LeBron, just, it's yeah. true. It's Le- true. Yeah. LeBron seemed to have he 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 a few years he could ago. Do it. He, you think he could do football? Oh, he would dominate in football. Right. Okay. Really? Oh, I think he would be the best receiver in the game. Wait, huh. this might be a stupid question, but can you explain what you were talking about? The like, why you think uh, it would have helped if you played basketball, playing tight end? Well, I just think um, like. It's it's your position in space, catching the ball, uh, body position, getting up against people. I mean, that's a lot of playing tight end. Okay, is you know working around people. You're not yep. the fastest guy, so you gotta you gotta be able to move your body around people. Adroit, you have to be adroit. Yeah, and and also it's 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 the way you juxtapose your body for certain situations. It makes perfect sense to me. Yeah, and then hand eye coordination, just dribbling the basketball. I think is just good. Yeah. Um, what about so, this think, new guy, Dallas Goddard? What are your oh, I think he's real talented. Yeah, I mean, have you been around? Um, I saw you at the game on Thursday, and it was weird to see you in jeans on the sideline. Yeah. It was just bizarre. Yeah. Um, and I saw you walking around with uh, Johnny, uh, Donnie, sorry. Um, but have you been at, like, practices and stuff like that where you were able to get, like, a good look at him? I haven't been to any practices. I kind of wanted to stay away until I retired, mm-hmm. just because when you're a free agent, it's you go around the facility. It's, eh, okay, it's kind of weird. Yeah. You know? Well, we were, um, we were talking. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Well, why is it weird? Do you feel? Well, just because I could have signed with anybody else right. at that moment. Uh, you know, I'm not really part of the organization. Now that I'm retired, I you know I feel real comfortable going around there. Well, you um, know, we were talking before we went on, and I was saying to you, I think you're, you know. We've had a number of athletes, and we talk about this all the time, that, that come in, and, and it's 
once you get past that, and I'm sure there's a little bit of a your hair's your head's kind of on a on a pivot, you know. Okay, I've retired. What am I doing now? But then once it settles in, you have you know you're beloved in the city. You f- you wrap it up as an eagle, which is amazing. Uh, and and um, there there is there is a, a um, I think a whole panacea of things that can be you know that that are accessible to you, mm. and and so it, it's a perfect storm of things that are are appealing. And I would imagine once the air sort of clears, you start to realize, oh, this is awesome. Is it, have you reached that point yet, or are you? you yeah, you I still... think that the whole off season, I was getting to that. Point. Getting to that point. Yeah, I was just thinking, um, you know, okay, I could go play for another team, start something. But I, I'm 11 and you were being years sought, into my right? career, going to 12. Right? Yeah. And is that really a smart move? It looks almost like a money grab after playing 11 years in one city, winning right. the Super Bowl my final year, a city that I know I'm going to live in now. Yeah. You know, I'm building my, my my home out in Westchester. So it just made sense to just be done, start something new. How much did that Super Bowl win weigh into that? Because it's like you can't end on a better note. You oh, can't. That, that that was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, growing up, Jerome Bettis was my favorite player. And wow. to see him walk out. On the Super Bowl, and then yeah, nah, I was able to do the same thing. Yeah, it's so perfect. cool. Yeah, Pey- Peyton Manning too, right? Like uh, his last game, didn't he win in the Super Bowl on the yeah. retire? Yeah, there's so, not I mean, many people that get to do it. No, and I mean that's a total rarity. And I think I'm not nearly as big of an Eagles fan as Casey is, but I, I as a more casual Eagles fan, I was so glad that this team won the Super Bowl because it was so filled with likable people, yeah. people that do a lot for the community, people who make their homes in Philadelphia. It wasn't a bunch of hired guns. It wasn't um, uh, the New York Yankees of football, you know, where people were brought in with, with big contracts. Um, can you speak a little bit about your teammates and, and what it was like being in a locker room with a group of what we perceive to be really good guys? Yeah, I mean, I think we all thought it was a special team, you know, early on. But in order for it to be special, you got to win it. You got to mm-hmm. win it all. That's yeah. the defining It really thing. comes down to yeah. that. And so, uh, as guys were going down, sometimes you feel like, oh man, not again. Like yeah. you know, you have an injury here. Carson goes down. We had Sproles, Peters, Hicks, all Marigos, All these guys go down. Um, but we were able to overcome it and. There was just this feeling on the team like it didn't matter who went down. Somebody else was going to step up and we're going to do it. Were you yeah. amazed by the – also, listen, you know, it's no it's no um, secret that the uh, the local fan base can be, you know, fickle. But uh, with all of those steps, there was like an initial – you'd say with these guys going down, there was an initial like, ah. Uh, and then there was I, – I remember perceiving, but it wasn't like, okay, well, let's keep going. You know, there, there was there was never like well, it, you right? can't pack up and go home, right? You, you so have, did you, you, have did you perceive that? Well, I think when Carson went down in that Rams game, and yeah. Nick came in and helped us win that game. Yeah, it was like okay, we we got this. Yeah. Okay, you know? yeah, and then he that, came up and he, and he lit it up against the Giants the following game. Yeah, um, you know, I, I think the only real hiccup in in uh, you know his tenure after after Carson went down was that uh, that Christmas night game. But it was two degrees out, you know what I mean? And yeah. I don't think people, uh, you know, were taking that into account that, like, nobody – I mean, it was freezing out that night. And that will definitely um, dictate, you know, how a game plays, don't you think? Yeah, but another thing that Doug did was he took uh, practices off of us those last two weeks. Mm-hmm. And so we weren't practicing as much. And when we got out in the games, we didn't play as well. And yeah. I think guys really felt that. And so when we got into the playoffs – 
they were seriously some of the most intense practices wow. I've ever been around. Wow. Full we padded, just all out, oh. one-on-ones, let's go. <laughs> You know, it's interesting and for, I think that changed us. There were there were only three significant games in like two months because you guys had sewed up the division, and then you, yeah, I think you, you you sewed up the best record in the NFC, and then the the last game of the season didn't really matter, and then there was a bye week, and then the playoffs start, so the two important games, and then another bye week in between the Super Bowl and the, and the championship game. So it's it's a lot of important games spread out over a long period of time. How do you maintain intensity <laughs> other than wanting to win the Super Bowl? the practices yeah Yeah. i mean they were just intense practices going hard almost like it was like a game so those bye weeks we were we were going hard you were sort of you were still playing a a game regardless even though it was just in the the form of a practice i wanted to ask you we talked before uh, coming on and you said something that i think bears repeating on the air because i think it's so pure and true preston and i and the, the show is 20th anniversary this year and we began we had an interview yesterday of people you know asking well, what, what 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 do you see in the future? And it's Preston said this. I've always said this. I want to this Philadelphia here. That that's it. This the you know this is the career till the end. Love the city. Love the people. This is where we want to be. And and you were talking about getting and you were being courted by a number of teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, after the the uh, d- 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 departing um, with the Eagles. And what, what was your what was your take on it? Yeah, so there's a few teams that I, I probably could have went to. And, um, you know, I told them, like, I, I want to wait till training camp's over. And as it got closer, teams, they were heating up. They're like, let's go, let's go. And I tried to get my mindset right for it. And honestly, I just felt like I was cheating on my boys. I was cheating <laughs> on my city. And I was getting real depressed. Yeah. And it was that day that I just went to my wife and my in-laws, and I was like, you know what? I'm done. I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. Completely uh, hear that. And and you know you know what that means to the people of the city to hear that. You uh, know? And then the letter you wrote to the city, that was another one. I You know, I, I, I read it on Twitter. I retweeted it. I said, I love you. Uh, you didn't respond. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that's all right. That's all right. <laughs> to be honest, I probably wouldn't have. <laughs> but, like, I mean, as I'm reading this letter, these are all the things that I have felt about this city. I know that the fans can, you know, get, get on you and get a little harsh. And, and, you know, in the national spotlight, it's, it's um, you know, uh, it sometimes seems like a hate-hate relationship with the, with the national media. But when I read your letter... It was it was a love letter to the city of Philadelphia, and I and I just thought it was great because it's 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 a mutual I think uh, feeling between you and the fans, and then the fans and you. Yeah, that was uh, when I knew I was going to retire. I went up to my lake house, and uh, I just wanted to sit there for a week and really just think about what I wanted to write. And there was a few iterations that came out, and I was reading them. I was like, this is not it, not it. And then it just came to me like make it a little more personable. And, um, you know, thank all the people and show all the people that, like, I do care about those little interactions on a daily basis. And that yeah. is the thing that I'm going to miss the most. Uh, speaking of little interactions, uh, the video that you did of you uh, posing as a Wawa uh, employee <laughs> was awesome. By the way, if you're just tuning in, it's Brent Selleck that we have uh, in the studio with us. Uh, that was a lot of fun, I would imagine, right? Yeah, the first one. So I, I was actually up in Michigan, and I had to drive 13 hours home through the night. And as soon as I got home, it was like 6 a.m. <laughs> I, I dropped my wife and my kids off in the house, 
and went to this Wawa. I was delirious. I'll bet. I what was time out are we, of my mind. What time are we talking about when you're when? So we're looking at the video right now, and you're getting prepped. Are we? Are we at like seven o'clock in the morning here? This is seven a.m. Oh, there yeah. we go. Wow. And so everyone else is just like they don't want to hear anything from anybody at seven a.m. <laughs> right? yeah. And yeah. I'm just trying to crush every single one of them. <laughs> Any anything that they screwed up, I'm, I'm getting on them for. Which Wawa? Where was it? This one was in, uh, oh, I think Essington Avenue. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. All right. yeah. That's uh, the first Super Wawa, they said, right? Oh, the one by the airport? Maybe. Close to the airport? Yeah, I mean, it's you kind of close Delco. to the airport. Okay, yeah. And I, I like that you are wearing a name tag that says Brent. <laughs> <laughs> I would it, hope. it was great. You can see the people almost going like, yeah. God damn, they hired big here. <laughs> <laughs> but you didn't you didn't Clark Kent it up. You didn't put the glasses yeah. or a wig on or anything like that. Yeah. You, you're just Brent working yeah. in Wawa. <laughs> there were some people, like, they didn't put it on there. They were like, get the hell away from me. <laughs> it's too early to hear from yeah, you. Yeah, there was a woman. I, I was, we were watching. She's like, look, I've been coming here for 20 years. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I don't need any help. That's so funny. I would hope that I would recognize that it was Brent Selig that was trying to help me out. I would hope. Do you know what happens, though? We've talked about this countless times. I'm sure you've encountered it. You, so you see somebody you see all the time, at, say, at the stadium or in, in the context of your work. You see them outside of that. You, uh-huh. know, you don't know who the hell they are. You yeah, know? Yeah. It's part of the deal. Uh-huh. Well, there's a new context that we might be seeing you in, Brent. You've gotten your real estate license. Yeah. This is what you're going to be doing now, right? Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Uh, about three years ago, I really started to get into real estate. Um, and we started a title, mortgage, and brokerage. And wow. so I'm an owner in all three of those businesses. Uh, the mortgage company is called Panda Mortgage out of Media. We own a Remax there. Um and when I, I I got my license because we started developing and I realized, you know, I, I like the sale aspect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to see all the deals that are coming through, help people find, you know, their their home or help them sell their home. And so I just wanted to get into that, um, sell residentially. Mm-hmm. and learn the business a little bit from, from that so standpoint. Was any of it a little overwhelming? Because there's a lot of paperwork. There's a lot of, you know, rules and laws yeah, and yeah, things yeah. you have to follow. I would get lost in it. Well, when I went to the class, I think a lot of it was pretty self-explanatory. It's like, okay. listen, if it seems like it's wrong, it's probably wrong. Yeah, go uh, with your instinct. Yeah, go with your instinct. So, And I've got a great team of people around me now. You know, we got a full service office that's up and running, doing really well. It's very cool. I've always been sort of interested with that. I would never do it, but but because I'm just, if ever I drive by a place, my wife and I are the same way, and we see like an open house for a house, we have, you know, I I, I like yeah, I'll, go we'll stop and go take a look, mm-hmm. and it's part of the deal. But you you're saying you get a legitimate thrill with hooking people up with homes, you know that. Helping yeah. them find the home, their dream home, or, or, or getting to that point. Yeah, like my, I really love developing. I like seeing things come from yeah. the ground up. But yeah. developing is is hard. And if I if I were to put all my efforts into that, there's a lot of money that goes into it. You got to raise a lot of money. I just don't know if I necessarily want to be in that. I'll develop kind of for myself. Yeah, or, okay. It's risky for, too. Yeah, it's very risky. Yeah, it's real I, yeah. risky. And I'm, just selling is totally different. Yeah, okay. I'm a big fan of it as well. I I'm on like a Zillow and and, uh, well, and Truly sit, and all that stuff all the time. I yes. want, you ever hop on Zillow and just look at houses? Oh my God, yes, uh, all no. the freaking yes. time. I don't even know what Zillow is. What it, is it? It's a real estate. <laughs> uh, it's basically a real estate app or mm-hmm. a, a website that you oh. just hop around and and it, I guess it's seller to owner to seller. My son had a soccer game on Saturday and. 
there was this house for sale that was across the street. I'm like, oh, so how oh, Godzilla? I'm like, I wonder what's going on over there because, well, because I I want to help people out, and I know people that are like looking for homes, and and you know, Nick Murphy's been, you know, you've uh, always done that. Yes. You've always when I remember way back when we were shopping around, you're like, here, press, I found this, and uh-huh. blah, 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 and you were starting. To, yeah. I say, hey, listen, yeah. if you are going to move to Delco. Please let me know what area you're thinking about moving in. And I, I won't steer you wrong. I really won't. You so you, move you get the I, same sort of, you, you connect to that sort of oh yeah. thrill. Yeah, I, I just love real estate. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I've done multiple other businesses. Right. And I think all those led me to real estate. Like when I did the restaurant. I realized, all right, I don't want to be sitting on this side of the table. I want to be owning the building. Sure. Yeah, okay. um, Lessons yeah. learned in sausage. Yes. yes. <laughs> yes. Well, I'll tell you what, restaurant, the restaurant business is even a uh, more risky proposition. I think what, 90% of restaurants, you know, fail and, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, they're tough. They are tough. So, but you, if you build up a skill set there to port that over to real estate has got to be advantageous. You're, you're, you're out in Westchester now? You're, you're, you're building a home? I'm building, yeah. Yeah. It's been a four-year process. Bought the land, went to an architect, went through all the permitting process, and now found a builder, and we're in the middle of building it. Do you know what you're going to be? You're going to be, Preston. You know, there's always... I remember growing up, Mookie Wilson supposedly lived oh, in Oh, sure. A, yeah, you're, That's Brent Selleck's house. Brent Selleck lives over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, let me ask, please, because I just sent a, uh, um, a link to a story to these guys, yeah. and yeah. it is... 12 things that super rich celebrities have that you wish you had. And it's like, you know, Jay-Z's got a moat in front of yeah. his house. And oh, no. Mike Tyson had a solid gold bathtub. And there's, bowling you know, alley. bowling alley. What really cool thing are you going to have in your house? Because you've been a very successful athlete. <laughs> and you're so. grinning because there yeah. is something. There, there is, is one cool something. thing. All, All right, right. Let's hear it? it. I'm having a football field in my backyard. Oh! Dude, it's a hundred yards, no end zones. What, dude? That is awesome. Uh, Real grass or turf? Real grass. Uprights. Uh, I can put those in. I haven't decided that yet. All right. I don't know if I want to mess up the backyard too. Right. Right. I'm going to ask on his behalf. Can Casey come over and play? (laughs) Yeah. We'll have Thanksgiving Day games. Really? Let me see. So, can I tell you? We started a tradition. We started doing Thanksgiving Day uh, football games in my family, and then my nephew was born. And on Thanksgiving, he and he ruined it. <laughs> well, hold on a second. Forever. I don't. I have an idea here for you, which is extra cool too. You can have um, a retractable goalposts that go that perhaps go subterranean and then come up when you're playing a Look game. Maybe this. so that that could be cool. That's real. Something cool. to consider. You know, I wonder like, who's paying for that. He's <laughs> <laughs> got you. Well, you know, like Michael yeah. Jordan had. He had. They, there was a picture of his house. He had a putting green in the middle of his pool. Yeah. There was an elevated oh. area that was a putting green. It's so cool. Well, you play, do list- you play golf at all? Uh, I don't. But I'm going to get into it more. Okay. I mean, right. I've played. Yeah. Pine Valley. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so are you going to... Gonna... <laughs> I'm trying. I was told I was going to play Pine Valley twice. Twice, oh. twice yeah. Uh, but yeah, because you could you could turn your football field into a... Uh, you know, you can chip balls out there. So 100 yeah. yards. How many uh, acres? Probably. 15. Good. Okay, so... And it's going to be an alpaca farm. Alpaca! Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you get that uh, tip from John Runyon or... No, so I've done a lot of research on animals and talked to a lot of farmers, and it just seems like alpacas are the easiest to own out of all the animals. Even I know that, and I, I don't know how the hell I know, but I've heard it obviously from yeah. multiple sources. They're that really alpaca, cute too, and they are cute, yeah. and they, they have a better disposition than like um, llamas. llamas. Yeah, they're, they're irascible yeah. bastards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Interesting. Um, yeah. Are you going to go check out your brother? Your brother uh, Garrett plays for the 49ers. So are you going to go out to some games out there? Yeah, season? I think I'm going to try to get to at least one. Let me uh, ask We're going to go to wine country. Um, how gorgeous. It, it, and I've actually been to two Eagles games out there, and we did the whole wine country thing with the Green Legion, and it was it was awesome. So both times I saw you play out there, it was Fleet Week. You probably didn't realize this, but it was a great weekend to be in San Francisco. Um, he yelled hi to you, but you didn't respond. You didn't <laughs> respond. Um, uh, I don't know how long your brother has been there, but uh, I know Seven he's years. only... How long? Seven. All right, and he's only been a 49er. So um, can he sort of commiserate with you about, you know, uh, being you know entrenched in the city the way you were with Philadelphia? Yeah, I just think San Francisco's a different city. So you he's know, not going to stay there. Not, uh, I don't think he's going to stay there. Yeah. Um, and it's not... It's not like blue collar Philly all football. Right? Yeah, you know, they yeah, got, yeah, they got all their tech stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, and then maybe go to the football game. Right, the the, uh, the sporting exhibition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Casey mentioned uh, Runyon. Have you talked to other retired players as to what to do with your life? Like, I, I mean, are you taking um, taking notes from from people who have transitioned successfully and, and you look up to? Um, not necessarily what they're doing, but just the fact that they're doing something. I, I think it's just. You know, the guys that have something else going on um, seem like they're the happiest. It's well, the guys that just don't know what they're you're doing. You're exactly right. The reason I ask is because it, it, in your profession or what had been your profession, uh, everybody retires young. You know, you, yeah. you have to. You're forced to. Uh, but then you have a long life, uh, hopefully afterwards. And, and when people don't have a plan, when they don't know what they're going to do next, you can sink into depression. Because all you've known for a certain amount of time, really, as your profession, and as your life, is, is one thing. And now to be able to do and transition into something like real estate, uh, I applaud you for because it's you have a new goal and a new set of um, the things that you want to accomplish in your life. Yeah, I just see it as like I get a chance at two careers. I'm I'm extremely lucky, and uh, I want to take advantage of it. Yeah, you know I've played 11 years, retired as a football player, won a Super Bowl, and now I can really go do something else that's not taxing on my body. But I can have fun with it. I yeah. decided my post uh, career job will be I will design and sew super huge Remax blazers for very large real estate brokers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy should talk. I know somebody. Yeah. 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 I just, I just got over, it. Just came to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nice. Awesome. Well, listen, Brent, it's been a little while, but it's great to check in with you. And uh, and we're, we're happy for you and proud of you and, and glad you're staying in this area. Yeah. Because you're, you're certainly an asset to the city. So uh, keep rocking, man. It's good to see you. Well, thank you, guys. You bet, I appreciate man. it. You guys are the best. Thanks, Thank man. You. Brent Seller. Yeah! On the Preston and Steve show, we're going to take a break. We will be back in mere moments. Stay with us. Here comes the MMR. Hang with Sarah tomorrow from 5 till 7 at Monster Truck Throwdown at Bridgeport Speedway in Swedesboro, New Jersey. Featuring eight Monster Truck superstars and the back-flipping thrills of freestyle motocross. Tickets and info at bpspeedway.com. Sunday afternoon from noon till 2. Nick McElwain rocks the best place for beer, wings, and sports. P.J. Willihans in Cherry Hill. Watch the birds and win prizes from Harris as they show you how to use the book. The new sports betting book from Harris and Bally's. Join the MM Army Sunday from noon till 2 at the Penridge Gallery of Arts on Main Street in Sellersville for fun for the whole family, including live music, art, and more. Show us you've downloaded the new 6ABC app and get a free WMMR or 6ABC shirt. Presented by A&T Chevy Subaru. Info at galleryofthearts.org.
93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. Oh, my God. What is I a samosa? I don't know. I, I thought it was like a wonton is what it looks like to me. Interesting. But uh, it's very yummy, very delicious. And I had a little chili lime bacon salad, too. It's Aww. a really a gourmet level food when God Scholes comes into the uh, place. So Sets up you. a big buffet, a buffet. Uh, so, yeah, let's do the Bizarre File. Yeah. How about that? No, let's do another. Let's get another look at traffic. All the favor. So, how much has traffic changed in the last forty-seven seconds? Uh, No, let's do this. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. All right, and this morning. Well, the Bizarre Files brought to you by Robbins Diamonds in tax-free Delaware with thousands of rings in self-serve cases and absolutely no sales tax versus the 8% tax in Philly. Robbins Delaware Diamonds. We'll start with this. Uh, hang on, I'm going to skip that. You did that in the news. <laughs> really? Well, there, it was all those, the, I thought it was bizarre in Lawrence, Massachusetts, dozens of home explosions and yeah. fires. It's a wild story. Uh, caused by gas issues on Thursday. I mean, it's a straight up news story, uh, Not, but it's just so wild that that would happen. And, and one person was killed, the teenager, uh, uh, Lionel Rondon, and he was killed when a house exploded and its chimney fell onto the vehicle in which he was sitting. That's just horrible. Uh, your your number is clearly up when stuff like that happens. Yeah, and so the uh, the gas technicians are going house to house to approximately eight thousand affected natural gas customers to verify that the gas meters are shut off or shutting them off. But dozens of houses, there were explosions in all these houses. That's unbelievable. So years ago in Maniunk on the the street that I lived, they were doing some work and cut one of the gas lines. And you could smell the gas in and around the area. Oh, it's scary when you yeah, smell that, Yeah, and so man. they quickly went around and told everybody, yep. you know, light matches because yep. we can't see. All right. A man was arrested for allegedly throwing rocks and other objects at cars on the Northwest Corridor Express lanes. But he was doing it for about five hours on Monday. He's throwing rocks at passing vehicles for five hours? Yes. Uh, Jesse Lamar Tolbert, who is 40 years old, was arrested by Georgia State Patrol after admitting to troopers that he was throwing objects onto the express lanes in an attempt to get arrested. I'm leaving now, honey. I got to go do the rock throwing thing. Uh, he was. <laughs> on an elevated part of the exit ramp, which overlooks the express lanes. <laughs> Yo, he, I'll be at my favorite overpass. Uh, he allegedly struck a Toyota Venza's windshield with a rock or metal object. Nailed uh, it! He remains in the county jail on a $5,000 bond, and he faces four misdemeanor charges, including criminal trespass, reckless conduct, littering, and pedestrians being on or along highways. I don't care how passionate you are. Rock throwing will run its course, I think, after an hour. Maybe something, yeah. but this guy... You can milk it for five? He stuck it out for five. Yeah. Think about it. That's like... He uh, had to go for lunch. Yeah. That's uh, that's almost three movies yeah. right there. How many rocks? And just in rock collecting alone. Yeah. Just the time just to the, find the rocks to throw. You don't just go hours. there and there's a pile of rocks waiting for you. No, you, gotta you do. You got to seek them out. If he's a, is it a train overpass or overpass? Because if he's at a train overpass, the rocks are there. No, Sorry. Casey, it was not a train overpass. It was just a regular You're overpass. Fake news. He was hitting <laughs> He was hitting cars. I know. So a man arrested early yesterday for uh, pleasuring himself in public told police that uh, engaging in such illicit pleasure sessions actually helps with his anxiety. So between the throwing rocks and this, I'll yeah. take this. 
Cobbs alleged that Carlos Salvador was naked from the waist down when a witness spotted him around 2.30 a.m. inside a 24-hour laundromat in Clearwater, Florida. The guy's sitting there <laughs> with no pants on <laughs> yes. at all. Nothing right. from the waist down. And he's jerking it in a laundromat. Hmm. But in his defense, he was cleaning his pants. <laughs> in a 911 call, the witness reported a male suspect was uh, pleasuring himself out in the open. When police arrived at the laundromat, Salvador was seated inside, pleasuring himself while watching pornography on his phone. Uh-oh, five O's here. Uh, during police questioning, Salvador reportedly admitted the, uh, previously pleasuring himself in public and saying that it helps with his anxiety. Uh, he was arrested for exposure of sexual organs and misdemeanor and booked into the county jail and was later released on his own recognizance. It was Florida Man. Florida Man. Do you ever spend any time in a 24-hour laundromat? Oh, sure, yeah. They're uh, interesting places. Oh, yes, It's like a sociological experiment going on. I would agree with you on that. Uh, an illegal exotic animal peddler was busted on Long Island with 11 lizards stashed in his car, including poisonous Gila monsters wow. that were in the middle of escaping. You know how Gila monsters like to hang their heads out the window? Uh, the, <laughs> you know, their tongue yeah. actually drags on the ground. Yeah. Uh, SPCA <laughs> President Gary Rogers said that uh, that could have been a hazard to him by getting bit. And if he had gotten bit, it could have been a hazard to anyone on the road. Authorities have been investigating Anthony uh, Camerata's business partner, Doug Delacave, when they spotted the 27-year-old uh, Camerata pulling out of Delacave's driveway with the Gila monsters in the vehicle. Uh, when Anthony was attempting, there he goes with his Gila monsters again. Was attempting to move the car out of the driveway. He had five bearded lizards and two Gila monsters in the passenger's rear passenger rear compartment, as well as a third Gila. We're going motoring in the trunk. He had an American alligator and two dwarf caimans as well. How come they get the trunk? Uh, the Gila's were between two and two and a half feet long. The alligator was two and a half feet long. Earlier in the day, authorities had raided Delacave's pet store called Reptile Rage, where an officer found a five and a half foot wide. Water monitor, one of the largest lizards in the world when fully grown, and the second heaviest lizard in the world. The water monitor was being kept in an enclosure with an unlocked door that could have easily been manipulated by the lizard, which had nails which were approximately four inches long. Dear God. Authorities went to Del Cave's home uh, packing a warrant, and that's when they allegedly spotted Camarada with the other illegal lizards. They are classified as dangerous animals, and they need a permit, and they didn't have them. So they went to his room, and they found them in a terrarium below his D.O. poster. Is that what yeah. it was? <laughs> All right. Uh, Nancy Crampton Brophy, a 68-year-old romance writer who once wrote a blog about, quote, how to murder your husband... <laughs> has actually been charged with murdering her husband. Well, that's a book I'm going to read. Crampton Brophy was also charged with unlawful use of a weapon. She was arrested on September 5th, months after her husband, Daniel Brophy, was fatally shot at his job. I see a new book called How to Beat a Murder Rat. Uh, Brophy is the author of novels like The Wrong Cop and The Wrong Husband. Uh, she often wrote about women in marriages who thought about or faked their own death. Don't, don't they, when people do this, and you've had a couple stories that are similar to this... Don't they see the, the you know, it, it's... It's obvious. Stay away from it. Hire someone. Uh, she once said, as a romantic suspense writer, I spent a lot of time thinking about murder and consequently uh, about police procedure. After all... This is like every Columbo that was ever made. If the murder is, supposed, is supposed to set me free, I certainly don't want to spend any time in jail. And let me say clearly, for the record, I don't like jumpsuits or oranges in my color. And one more thing, Am. Um, you wrote a book about how to kill your husband. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think you killed your husband. 
All right, and then we'll do one more story, and we will wrap this up. What's a good one to end on? How about this one? A British ultra runner has been candidly photographed pausing during a grueling 106-mile race Jesus. to breastfeed her three-month-old son. Oh Sophie Power had just stopped for uh, after 16 hours of running to feed her baby, Cormac, at a rest stop on the epic ultra trail Mount, Mont Blanc race when the picture was taken. They don't make a like a baby Bjorn that allows you to keep running while you breastfeed? Uh, Mrs. Power, who logged 112 miles during the event, completed the monumental route that crosses Italy, France, and Switzerland in 43 hours and 33 minutes. That's insane. Uh, the runner and mother of two usually feeds every three hours, but it took her a uh, testing 16 hours to reach uh, Cormier, where her baby was hungry and waiting. Before she reached him, she was met by her husband at every aid station along the route where he would hand her a breast pump and ferry back the milk to their baby son. So she was pumping while she's running 106 miles. Not only does she look like like a warrior, yeah. her, her husband looks like a little bitch. Really? Hey, what do I do? I don't know what to do. Uh, I, I tell you what, let me just climb this mountain range at a full clip, and when uh-huh. I get down, I'll make us dinner and feed the baby, Yep, and I'll change the oil in our car. <laughs> you promise? Hey. And there you go. That's what I have. Game of cookie. In the bizarre file for you this morning. Uh, let's give away some more turkey bagger. I got our friends at Godshalls Tiger Bag in here this morning, serving up all kinds of goodies. And only uh, Godshalls has uh, real wood bacon. smoke, uh, turkey bacon from facilities powered by 4,000 solar panels. Bacon. Uh, it is gluten-free, never any MSG, and it's good for you and for the planet. So bacon. I'll take call number 8 at 215-263-WMMR. I was talking with Bill Burns of our sales department uh, out in the green room, and we were discussing how well God Godshalls is able to come in and create new recipes with bacon that are delicious mm-hmm. every month. They, I know. They constantly surprise us, and we're like... It, well, they have hundreds pretty, of recipes on their website. It's amazing, and I'm always impressed by it, and yep. it's always delicious maybe, food. Maybe they should head the Mars Project. Right? Yeah. All right, so we'll set you up with that. We're going to take a break. When we return, Scott Rogowski is going to be here in our studio. Yeah. Performing at the Troc tonight. Make sure that you stay close. We'll be back in just a moment. WMMR's live stream. Our daily programming available anytime, anywhere on your desktop, tablet, smartphone, or open the new MMR skill with Alexa. Great sound quality and the occasional bonus song. Nice. So just bear with me on this. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Let's get the show on the road. Yes. And ladies and gentlemen, we have Scott Rogowski. Yeah. Here. Good morning, Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, why did Casey tell me to say those words and to play this music? Because, well, that the, that is the phrase that pays on HQ. Yeah, that is my. You are a fish fanatic, by the that way. That is that is that is a lyric I took from fish and turned into a national catchphrase <laughs> that has taken America by storm. It is, yes. And by the way, I recognize the bed music on the traffic report earlier, first tube. Yep. Who yeah, picks yeah. out the music here? Well, a lot, all the fish is Ka- Casey is lives, breathes, town? and eats fish. And we actually had, I know yeah. you're, you're yeah. a big fan of Trey. Yeah. Uh, we had, it was Casey's dream. We had Trey Anastasio in for a long form interview wow. a couple years ago. Played two songs acoustic on no air. Way. Yeah. And Casey was, really was cool. dressed as a bride. <laughs> well, I actually didn't end up putting the, the dress. dress on. We just did your makeup. We did my makeup. Hair. He I is beautiful. so enamored of Trey. Yeah. Uh, well, I have confirmation that, and this is one of the, the greatest days of my life when I got this text that, that Trey 
plays HQ. Okay. With his daughter. With his right? daughters, yes. Wow. I was the story was I was supposed to go to Curveball, which was their big festival that got canceled yeah. because of the flooding upstate in New York. Which was a disaster. Disaster. I mean I was all set to go and it was hard you know, it was like Fish is nine eleven really. Yeah. It was really it was terrible. It was, <laughs> not to overstate it. Not to overstate it. Uh, but uh, <laughs> so when 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 I when that all fell apart, I think I was bummed out and I was in touch with their management a little bit. And then I invited Trey on to HQ. We had a little music edition. I said, well, you know, you know, maybe you can kind of, since he's not going upstate, you can kind of right. maybe apologize or, or say something to the fans. It'd just be a nice thing to come on the show. And he couldn't do it, but his manager forwarded me a text that Trey said, hey, personalized, hey, Scott, you know, sorry I can't do it, but, man, I got to say, when I first heard you dropping fish lyrics, I blew my mind on HQ. You know, my daughters love you. And wow. Can't wait. You know, P.S., the game's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, to get a text, I framed that text now. That right, is so, so cool. So, Scott, for those who may not be familiar with HQ who are listening to this interview right now, yes. uh, I, I don't play it. I've heard about it from these guys. I've never been on board. Explain it to people who sure. don't know what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. It's, well. it's a live trivia game that you play on your phone. We go live uh, 9 o'clock Eastern time. And... And sometimes 3 p.m. Eastern time during the week. And uh, what happens is you download the app in the App Store or Google Play Store free to download. And you get a push notification. When we go live with the games, like I pop up on your phone. And I'm asking 12 trivia questions. And you can win $5,000 if you answer them all correctly. You win, win a share of that. This Monday night, we're doing a $100,000 oh. game for Emmy night. Okay. And we're that's going to a single person. Usually, you know, a single person. A single you split one the winner pot takes with the, all with, with right. the winners. Usually it's a, it's it's a pot that gets split, but right. Monday night is a one winner takes all $100,000. Where, where does the money come from? I'm, you know, I I work a, 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 a yeah. <laughs> I work a, a a day shift at Denny's to pay for uh, this. Yeah. It's but, a lot uh, of moons over my hand. Yeah, yeah. A, lot, a lot of moons. Yeah. But yeah. no, it's venture, you know, venture capital and we have, you know, at you know, Target sponsoring that game on Monday. So Kathy? The, the, it's, it's a traditional uh oh we got a <laughs> Target fan. Huge Target fan. Yeah. Well, how, how do you end up with one winner? So I assume it yeah. doesn't I don't end stop asking okay. questions until we have one person. That's right. That's going to be it's going to be a lot of work for me. We we've done it a few times before, gotten to like 27 questions. Yeah. So I've I've heard that the and and this has been um i vetted this that a few people who have won have sort of said the same thing you you you, you benefit by playing with the collective with that's of, right of, of varying different specific multi-generational levels. multi-generational will help you in fact i think that's dan rather himself said that's right dan that, rather's one of our fa- our famous h cuties who won <laughs> on christmas i think he was playing and he, he played, won he won with it with the help of his daughter and his grandson wow and there's the three of them because you know the first question was about Kendrick Lamar. Yes. And Dan, Dan answered that. that one. No, no. I mean, that was, uh, I'm the, a huge fan yeah. of Kendrick. Yes. Uh, damn. Um, uh, yeah, he was, uh, <laughs> yeah, his grandson answered that one. But yeah. then there's a question about Watergate. Well, how soon did you know that it was Dan Rather that won, like immediately? No, or? no. Well, that was a, fa- he, he blogged about it on Facebook. No kidding. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he wrote this whole long thing about it. And, and you know, I mean, we have, I, I, it's amazing how this is proliferated and, you know, clearly hasn't gotten to you, but yeah. <laughs> Lance Armstrong is playing HQ. Norm McDonald plays Norm HQ, McDonald, who I saw last night about four hours ago. We, we, were, we were talking <laughs> Listen, about it. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll tell you why I don't, because I'll never win. I, I never will. <laughs> and and I just, I don't know that. And I'll sit there and I'll be pissed off that I didn't win and That's I don't fair. do it. So, you know. That's fair. Co- yeah. Stephen Colbert well, said the same thing. Wait a second, though. The, uh, to Listen, it, it is it is very, um, let's say... Tournament of Champions, Jeopardy, and then some. But if you can still derive pleasure from watching that, 
And even if you know that it's still perhaps a little bit out of your wheelhouse, you play Jeopardy all the time. Yeah. You still derive pleasure from it. You can still derive pleasure from this even if you are being you can. crushed. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I, I've never won, and I love playing. And I play it as much as I can. I, I often play with my girlfriend, and it's something that, you know, if we're playing at 9 o'clock on, on a Tuesday night, it's just something to help pass the time. And I do think that you would like it because you are good at trivia, even if you end up not winning. Um, but it's it's something where you don't have to play every night. Uh, and... I look forward to the time where I win a dollar seventy eight right. that I share with everybody, but like I don't care whether or not I win or lose. Yeah, right. I mean, that's you, you mentioned Jeopardy. Yeah, people watch Jeopardy for thirty years. They watch Jeopardy. Right, and they're not. They don't have any skin in the game. Mm-hmm. This actually lets you be a contestant yeah. on your phone. Yeah, from wherever you are, you don't have to be sitting on your couch. You could be. People have played from. Sporting events, weddings. People <laughs> yeah. send me pictures. You know, everywhere. Hiking mountains are playing on top it's of. Not a big time suck. No, no yeah. it's 12, 15 minutes yeah. in, in and out, and maybe you win some money. And you, have to, you have to type in the answer, or it, is it's it multiple, multiple choice? choice. Okay. Yeah, three answers pop up, and you have ten seconds to tap it. There are extra lives. You know, maybe Steve can give me an extra life. <laughs> uh, so it, we'll broker those. This yeah. is a big word of mouth thing, right? Yeah, so I had heard about it from my brother, and Nick had heard about it separately from I don't know where he heard about it, and then yeah. you know we were talking about it. Nick, how far? What's the farthest you've ever gotten? Nine, I think. Wow. Uh, and twelve is the usual. Twelve is the usual. And uh, I've played the games where it goes until the, I think there was a twenty-five thousand yeah, dollar winner, yeah. and, and you just some, keep going. Some guy won twenty-five grand sitting on the toilet. Okay, that's, yeah. that's, that's yeah. the way to but, do yeah, it. That's the way to do yeah. it. I, Scott, you're you're a really good host, and and you are a big part of the game, and part of the appeal of the game is your humor and your ability to interact with fans. And so I'm curious as to um, how much prep goes into every night. Uh, how much writing is done ahead of time, and then how much of it is on the fly? Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, I, I could be better and prepare it days, <laughs> weeks in advance. <laughs> it's out there, you know. The questions are kind of locked in, but I pretty much look at it about an hour or two before That's the game. It. And uh, but you know, you know that you, makes sense because it, like like at a certain point I don't want to have it so rehearsed. You no, know? I you, want you've got to be, be on, on the and that's the charm of it. It yeah. has an org- it is, it's a very organic Jeopardy feel where right. it, you know you know the the rigidity of that game. It's similar, but it's it's a lot more free flowing. Look, can we be honest and can I fire some shots here? I mean, yeah. Alex Trebek. Look, we all love him, but <laughs> why why do we love him? What does he do exactly? He hosts Jeopardy. Yeah, he just yeah. read, but he's is he funny. No, no, but he's a great <laughs> he French entertain? accent, you know. I so. mean, what does he bring to the table? Let's <laughs> be honest. He brings some condescension to the table. Yeah, exactly. if anything, yeah. he's a little rude to he's his guests. He's a little guests. snarky. <laughs> he what? does bring awfully wonderful pronunciations with the proper yeah. uh, dialects, though. Uh huh. He well, does well, the, do that. The well, best. I mean, that's a riot. That's a laugh riot. You know? <laughs> and, and he, he, it, there was, a, I saw a, a special with him. He was the guest for an hour and they were kind of going over his life. And he apparently uh, was a ladies' man and so on and so forth. But, but the thing, and Preston knows this, I talk about it all the time. I love the show, but the, the interview with the contestants is excruciating <laughs> because he'll call over and he goes, I understand <laughs> you've purchased ribbon. <laughs> and, and, and it's just horrible. It comes to a screeching halt. Oh, what, but what I like is, oh, so he'll go to one guest who's climbed Mount Everest, yeah. and then the next person's like, oh, yeah, I... Uh, I collect glass I eyes. Collect glass <laughs> eyes. Yeah. I, I, I didn't yeah. climb Mount Everest. I got Stuart Scott. Yeah, yeah, you fought off a great white shark with a melon baller. Yeah. Interesting. Now you... <laughs> Yeah, it's like he, t- he, t- he doesn't know where to prioritize. The, you like uh, Lucky Charms. Yeah. <laughs> this is why I should be the next host of Jeopardy. Let's let's make it happen right well, here. Yeah. He has so, he has he's, floated out. He's retiring. He too. has floated out now. Ha- I assume has anyone back channel wise mm-hmm. come to you and said, uh, "Listen, 
Is this something that that we should consider you for as we start to consider? There might have been some, you know, some deep throat, you know, <laughs> in a, in a parking, parking garage, garage scenario. <laughs> uh, a lot of trench coats involved. No, I, you know. I mean, well, you already have, you already have. You I know? have my gig. You yeah. know, he still has his gig. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It, it's, I'm going to let destiny play out. Destiny right. unbound. You might, you might have to actually deep throat someone. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. That's AJ. Uh, so, Scott, you, you've co-hosted with uh, with Mark Summers, who's a yeah, friend of the Mark. show. And Mark is a, a, a fan of yours as oh, well. Man. And I knew you grew up being a big Double uh, Dare fan. Yeah. Um, besides Mark, what other celebrity co-hosts have you had? Wow. We had the, first, the first ever was Christy Yamaguchi. They're so cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for our Winter Olympics uh, show. And then we had... Um, Robert De Niro stopped by for wow. a Tribeca Film Fest Amazing. promotion. John Mayer was... He's know, a big fan. He's a he, massive he's, fan. He's a massive... Yeah, he's also... He was you know playing with the Grateful Dead right now, another uh, favorite band of mine. So that was, for me, a personal favorite because I, I wrote these, these little Grateful Dead lyrical hints between... Segways between each question, you know... Uh, Uncle John's band, and now we're going to question. So I mean, I forgot what they were, but right. they were they were whimsical, they were and they were right. Well, yeah, he was loving John, it. John was loving it, and we sang some Neil Young. We sang uh, "Old Man." It was Father's Day. I had my dad show up that that day, and we had me and John Mayer singing. Old, I was playing guitar. John wouldn't play guitar, so and I had you're to pretty play good. Guitar. That was decent. So, so let me ask you: uh, you are a jam band fan, I am, and you are obviously a Fish fan. Shameful. Well, what's the what's the lo- what's the largest loss of memory you ever encountered at a fish concert? <laughs> you know, I will be honest with you guys. Uh, I until very recently, I was always going to concerts sober. I just really? never. I was never. Um, what changed? <laughs> what changed was uh, a little thing called uh, acid that I was introduced to. Uh, yeah, uh, no idea. And then I went, and then it took, oh, it took me 32 years, but I realized, oh, this is why people go to fish shows. <laughs> it, it actually makes it better. <laughs> because I was enjoying the music as is, and, and no one could understand why. Yeah, right. right. Well, you were yeah. already in a good place. I was in a great place, because I like the rock. You know, when they get real spacey, and Jamie, that's not my favorite. I just like the straight-ahead rock and roll stuff. You guys are rock station. I mean, yeah. they got some songs that rock. Sure. Yeah. And those are the ones. Like, the, I listen to Studio Fish. I like the studio albums. So do I, Some actually. people like the, you know, 40-minute yeah, you know, it's not really my... But when you're on acid, that, that, that <laughs> starts to click awesome. for you. Yeah, we, 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 we got, got in actually... a car years ago. I'm not going to tell everything about it, but, but we got in... And Casey used to have a thing. It was the Fishmobile, right? It was, it was, it, no, it was you, my you, little brother's yeah. car. Mm-hmm. It was a little 1984 Honda Fish Accord hatchback I mean... that we drove all the way up to Limestone, Maine, by the hey, way. I was there. Yeah. 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 Lemon wheel boat. So you're in a welcoming place here. So how much could you see yourself at some point? <laughs> you know, so you're going to the concerts, but, you know, do you have to keep it in check? Could you see yourself at some point in a van, you know, going... Uh, Being one of these guys yeah. who, like, just drops out and, right. and tours? No, because yeah. I keep things in perspective, and <laughs> I realize that, you know... Even with the acid? Even, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you can't overdo that. Right. Uh, <laughs> no, you'll lose your mind. You lose like, your mind. Yeah. But, sure. But yeah. it's... it's um, you know, it's a for me at this point, honestly, because I'm listening to them for 15, 16 years. It's almost like a nostalgic thing. Like, I, you know, I don't particularly care for the new albums. Right, right. I kind of want to hear the old stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm now the old fan. I'm realizing at these shows, oh, dude, you know, which so, is so depressing. They played, they played a concert <laughs> over at the Man a couple of summers yeah, ago, yeah. and I'm walking in the lot, right, and some dude comes pulling in in his minivan and his and his windows down, right. So, but that's me, right? Yeah. So I'm walking past this guy and his windows down. I go, Yo, nice minivan. 
dork, right? And he just started laughing so hard because, I mean, it's so true because when we started going to concerts, I was going in my brother's 84 Accord hatchback and, you know, and now I'm in a Honda Odyssey. I'm in a Honda Odyssey. And, you know, it's just kind of the way oh, it is. Da- I mean, they're, they're like grandpas now who are fish fans. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can think about it. You could, If you were like, yeah. you know, 30 and 85. Yeah, yeah you're right. <laughs> Do you ever have, the, it's like that epiphany, I was talking, I forgot what we were talking about, but when you go to a concert, you look around and look at the crowd and like, Jesus Christ, is this me? Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I no, can I understand mean, that, that fear. It's, it's a scary. I saw, uh, there was an open letter to young fish fans from like somebody, an old head like me or you, that says, hey, I'm not a cop, right? <laughs> so you can pass me the joint and uh, you, know, you don't have to worry about it. Oh, man. Um, HQ's a little trippy, though. I mean, like, the intro is, uh, I wouldn't say it's exactly an acid trip, but there's there's a little bit of trippiness to the HQ. I'm wondering who plays HQ, you know, on altering substances. Um, A lot. Yeah, sure. Yeah, 15 minutes, though. It should be something that that has a a, a quick strike and then dissipates. A nitrous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nitrous. (laughs) That should be your sponsor. That's it. Some people do Vistaprint. You could do nitrous. Yeah, Ready Whip. So what's funny is, is I was turned on to HQ through my brother, and it was because... Of the fish references. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you know, so... so I'm, I'm, a, I'm a major fish celebrity now. You, I mean, yeah, I go really to these are. shows. I'm, I mean, this is... There's so many surreal things that have happened over the past year. But just <laughs> going going to shows and meeting you know, Tom Marshall, who's oh. a, so, the co-writer with, with Trey for a lot of the songs. So I meet Tom at a Trey show in Central Park. Like, I'm in the... V. I get invited to be the... Oh, yes. Yeah. Holy crud. Holy, holy crud. Holy, <laughs> and, it like Norm for and, a second there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, dirty dog, you done me wrong. I, I, I mean, it, it turns out they like LSD. I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with Tom Marshall now yeah. at the show, and I'm, I just, he's, he's like, yeah, we all love you. And Trey loves you. I'm like, oh, this is too much. This is too much. I got to talk to Tom Marshall at that same concert where I called the guy a dork in his minivan. <laughs> And it was, I'm like, dude, this is the guy who's written all these lyrics. Yeah. Everybody thinks Fish's lyrics are just nonsense and right. stuff. And They are. And they, <laughs> they are. But, not all of them, yeah. though. Not all of them, though. So I'm talking to him, and then the conversation ends. He starts walking away. I'm like, oh, wait a second. I go, did you write the lyric, um, each betrayal begins with trust? He's like, oh, Jesus Christ. I got a clinger. <laughs> he... It's my favorite lyric of all time. And he turns around. He stopped in his tracks. He goes, yes, I did. And then he walked back to me. He goes, but I stole that lyric. <laughs> he goes, he was, he was, he, uh, it's actually a Nathaniel uh, Hawthorne uh, line from some poem that he go. had written years and years. And, you know, obviously a Everything's century stolen. ago. Everything's stolen. Yes. Everything's stolen. I, it's gritty, I line from something he wrote years ago. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Hey, by the way, who is the, sh- there's a reporter or an anchor for, is it CNN, who drops Fish lyrics. Katie Turr. Yeah. Yeah, MSNBC. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so yes. Katie She's Turr. Oh, that's it. funny. Katie Turr is adorable. I mean, adorable. Like, uh, incredible. I got. To, it, I met her this past in, year. In, in the in a, she's super smart and she's girl next door attractive. Yes, the former Mrs. Olbermann. I mean, they were never married, <laughs> but they Keith Olbermann her date. Are was, you kidding? No, they Jesus, like together. I've got vomit in the back of my that should not <laughs> have happened. She's happily married now and I think with kids All right, someone else. Uh, so uh, besides that, who else has blown your mind as far as a, as an HQ uh, fan? I mean, it, it's the first one, I'm a huge I mean, baseball fan. Yeah. And um, uh, you guys have a wonderful Jewish baseball player who's now managing your team, Gabe yes. Kapler. Yeah. Cap, but I mean, second to Gabe Kapler and the greatest Jewish baseball players of my generation, Sean Green. And Sean Green was an early HQ adapter. 
He was, you know, Dodgers, Blue Jays, Mets. You're a big Mets fan. Big have, Mets you, fan. Have, have you gotten? Have you got? I assume you've gotten some massive access, right? Uh, I've started hosting this thing called Mets Live with the Mets, and and like doing a, th- a Facebook show with them, and talking to Conforto and Nemo, and and and. Do you know yeah, Jim Brewer? Jim Brewer, I I know of him. Yeah, I Jim, you should yeah. get. You t- we should. You yeah, should uh, pair up because he does his his live. I threw uh, the first pitch at City Field a couple weeks ago. Wow. Yeah. And, and? And it was a high strike right. on the corner. And I want and the story about that is, I, I, this, is great. this was about a week after the nun threw at the first pitch. Yes, the yes. And, awesome. and killed it. Killed it. So I'm thinking, okay, it's been a week. It's just perfect timing. I'll dress like a nun. <laughs> I'll throw at the first pitch. A little parody. I'll do the little ball thing, yeah. you know. And uh, <laughs> went out and bought a nun's outfit at a Halloween store the night before. Bring it to the ballpark. <laughs> All ready to go. His first pitch is at 1.05. It's 12.35. I'm in the elevator going like, hey, by the way, I brought this nun outfit. Can I wear that? And they're making calls. That's a hard no on the nun. <laughs> so I put the kibosh on the nun. What, is this a rabbi better? Should I do that? A rabbi. So I had a backup, though. I had a backup. I figured the nun might be a problem. I also bought a, a jar of Vaseline, <laughs> nail file, cheese grater, stuff yes. in my pants. <laughs> so I go out to the mound. And they got, here's your take your pitch. And before I take the pitch, I take out the nail file, start filing the ball. Yeah, all the cheats. Big thing of Vaseline, put it on there. And, and I... St- was still with the Vasily, which was a little slippery. Still threw a strike. Yeah. Very proud. Nice. Very proud. Of that. I was seeing a naked gun where he's got it under the hat. Yeah. And then <laughs> Leslie Nielsen just puts it back on top of his head and taps his hat down. That is Classic. that is cool. So so from from here, obviously you know, and we've talked to you, the comedy videos and things that you've done as well. Is this is this parlaying into something else because it's big on its own? What do you have? Like, a, what's it up to your your estimated audience? Yeah, I mean, we've had, we've had as many as two point four million playing simultaneously with The Rock. I mean, I talk that's about wild. talk about the best co host. I can't leave out The Rock. Yeah, who, man, that's uh, awesome. Fit, yeah. Were you a wrestling fan at all? Uh, not too much, but, uh, you know, I, I, I get it. Yeah. I, I mean, the jabroni thing, I'm, I was on board with that. <laughs> the jabroni, yeah. I smelled what he was cooking. <laughs> uh, but he's just the most, just, just, you know, charismatic, magnetic personality. He looks everyone in the eye when he meets you. Yeah. He remembers your name. The guy, there's a reason why he's the highest paid actor and the most beloved person on earth right now. They, they can those, do no wrong. Those guys do, we're watching a little clip from it, but those guys, uh, all of those guys in the WWE, and we say it all the time, they are primed and trained to be yeah. super entertainers. Yeah. I mean, they, they know how to work with work live crowd. crowds. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, Scott, I imagine that the number one complaint about HQ is the comments. Is that correct? The comments? I, the, the, the chat going there? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I personally don't see a need for it. <laughs> I've been I, petitioning them to like at least make it default off. Right now, it's default on. Can the you, open thing. you can swipe it away. You can you can swipe it right and it'll disappear. All right, but people don't know that. I have to tell them every time to swipe it away. Why not just have it off it's and annoying. swipe it yeah. in? It, yeah, no, it goes too fast. Too. I didn't know that, that I, I until agree. just now. Well, I'm telling you, if you're listening now, you don't know. You can swipe, swipe away. the chat away. Swipe it away. Okay, hey, real quick. How long has this been? Have you been live with this? We just celebrated our first birthday, August twenty sixth. Wow. That is crazy. One year. One year. So, um, all right. So when you, the first day, how many users did you have? The first beta day, we had like 52. <laughs> we went beta. And then the first, when we got out of beta, it was like 300. 52, and now you've had 2 million two at a million, time. Yeah. Whose idea was this? The two guys who started Vine. Do you remember Vine? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Short little videos. Okay. Yeah. And how did they get in touch with you? Uh, I auditioned for it. No kidding. So they had like an open call of sorts or? It was like a, yeah, I don't know how many, I guess they auditioned like 15, 20 people. And no kidding. There's a guy, this is a good lesson. People ask, you know, for advice and stuff because I've been doing this comedy crud for <laughs> 12, 13 yeah. years and 
you know, pretty unsuccessfully. I mean, <laughs> under, very under the radar. It's all in context. But it's all in context. Um, I was about to leave New York and move to L.A. and just try, start over, frankly. Uh, yeah. Uh, but I got a call from a guy that I worked with at The Onion 10 years prior. You used to write I for was, The Onion. Yeah, yeah, I was an intern. I was a contributing writer. So, and you know, met the guy there. Nice guy. We stayed in touch over Facebook. And I'd seen him over the years. And... He'd sort of look out for me. I'd look out for him and, and jobs. And he looked out for me here and said, hey, I'm doing this thing with these new guys. These guys, I think you'd be good for it. You want to come in an audition? So it's just, it's just a lesson in networking, obviously, being nice to people, being a good dude, and, and working hard and staying with it. Because had I just given up, he wouldn't have called me. But I, he knows that for the previous 10 years, I've been trying this thing. Yeah. And when the opportunity came knocking, he 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 he. Gave me a call. It's incredibly answer. sage it's, advice. And yes, all those things. Do not burn bridges. It. Don't yeah. give up if yeah. you really believe in yourself. And and don't burn bridges and, and make friends. Not mm-hmm. to be too uh, existentialist about it, but it is fairly remarkable that you can play a video game like this or, or, or a trivia game on your phone at home on the couch. I mean, it's like the, the technology exists for that many people to be playing at the same amount of time. Yeah. That it doesn't buffer in a way that makes it impossible to play. That we can hear your commentary and that everybody's able to log on and be a part of this community. Yeah. Uh, is and and a fun community at that is fairly uh, impressive. Yeah, that's why I, I was saying. You know, I, I did uh, Colbert this past year too, which is another thrill for me to be a guest on that show. And I was telling him, and he kind of gave me some crap for it because I was saying like this is science fiction it made is. reality. Yeah, and I was comparing it to the Wright brothers. <laughs> and, you know how like you know they got. I mean, because because we had some glitches and things, but to get that plane off the ground and yeah. keep it in the air, and now we have supersonic jets. But like it, it, it's the same kind of thing. We, we're the first ones doing this. And we're all sort of getting on this plane together. Sometimes it crashes, but 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 for the most part, to get two million people up in the air for that long, and, he was and, giving you crap. Yeah, because he's like, "Is it real, right, brothers? Really not overstating that a little bit?" I'm like, well, I, "I know." In this mobile streaming world, yes, we're it's the Wright still, brothers of mobile streaming. And he's he's a Middle Earth nerd, so right. he can't yeah. give any right. crap about it. Right. Yeah. So, but uh, yeah, no, it is something. It's an amazing thing, and also to have that. That vision, but it's it's all it's lightning in a bottle because you you know it's execution, it's everything. Uh, have you been approached by Netflix or a, a network for a network version or a you know a, a version of this that exists in a, any of the streaming services? It seems like an obvious. Yeah, well, uh, I don't know how much I can say, but there are conversations happening about yes, a a a, a television collab That's perhaps there needs to be uh, yeah you yeah. right now draw more part- you are you, with two million participants yeah. you're in you're in the level of of large cable um, oh, ratings sure. uh in the evening you're yeah. every bit that they, they, yeah, yeah have you had a day off in the past year, this is this is my day off. Taking a five a.m. train <laughs> to Philadelphia, grab a tasty cake and head back. Well, listen, bacon products too. There Turkey you go. backen. Yeah, gotcha, Charles, you got to shout them out. Well, I'm also sh- here to get take the Rizzo statue back home. I'm taking, <laughs> I'm taking Rizzo with me there you go. because you have a show tomorrow night at eight o'clock. That's so right. What, but happen, what happens? I have to go the- back to New York today yeah. to do HQ and then come back to Philly tomorrow. At the truck. And that's, you know, you're asking what this parlaying into. I mean, that's what I'm excited about, taking the show on the road, literally. Doing let's these, get the show on the road. Let's get on the road. show on the road. We're doing, I mean, I've done a, these a few times. I was at University of Rhode Island with it tomorrow night in Philly. And it's like, it's like a comedy trivia hybrid. I'm going to let people play trivia live on stage. So cool. There'll be three teams, five contestants each. We're going to do it twice. We're, I'm giving out a PS4 
to the top point getter, cool. giving out T-shirts, Quiz Day T-shirts, Federal Donuts gift cards. Beautiful. They're helping a sponsor. Love Fed Donuts. And uh, but what's going to happen at HQ at nine o'clock tomorrow night? Tomorrow night there'll be a guest host filling. All in. right. Yes. Do you be here with you people? Do you vet the guest host? Do you choose the guest host, or do you have uh, any say in it whatsoever? I, I don't. I, I I can give my my feedback. Yes. <laughs> they can take it or leave it. <laughs> but uh, you know, look, they hired me as a host, and I just do my hosting. All right. But, uh, well, when would you think if you were to tell us? I don't know how much you can tell us. You if we were answers. to see an iteration of this show on, as I said, a streaming service or whatever, yeah. if you were a betting man, when would that happen? I, I, I don't know. I mean, these things do take time as okay. you know, to develop, but hopefully, you know, 2019 uh, is around the corner. Very sadly. nice. This year's just flown, it's flown by, right? Yeah. I mean, what But happened? you deserve it. You, 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 you deserve you've, been, you've been working hard at this stuff for a long time, and then to have this and to find... It's a, it's as perfect a fit for your skill set as you could possibly that's ask That's honestly, and that's what my parents tell me, and that's what I think, too. It's like... You know, I have these weird. My my brain is kind of this weird sponge. I just take little bits of things from everywhere. Everybody yeah. listen to a watch, and now this is a, a repository. I can just spit it back out <laughs> in front of a million people, and go. people sort of enjoy it. I mean, the fish stuff, the, the Big Lebowski quotes, like whatever it is. Yeah. 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 What about trivia in general? Have you become really, really sharp at that now, I, or were you I, always I, pretty I was good? Pretty good. I've always yeah. been a fan of miscellany, and yeah. now, like I, again, I can. I, 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 you know, I've played HQ when I'm not hosting, and I have got. To eleven, ah, you know, I uh, still haven't. I mean, it's hard. Did you ever, it's, it's really did you ever audition for any trivia television game show no, when, in I your haven't. youth? Yeah, okay. I haven't. But uh, where in the world is, is Carmen San Diego? Would have been my favorite. <laughs> there you go. It's tough, man. One. Where is that bitch? I don't know. <laughs> she, where is she? <laughs> uh, I do. Can I share one story? Sure, yeah. About, yeah. So this, there's a question. A couple questions we've asked about Philly, but one in particular got me a little, got me in trouble with Boston, where I'm going to be the next week. Uh, the question was, and it's a very easy question, especially for Philadelphians, like, which city is known as a city of brotherly love? And it was yeah. Chicago, Boston, Philadelphia. And I sort of do my little frill. Right. And I, when I run down and get to the answers, right. Chicago, you know, second city, city of broad shoulders. Boston, the city of racist cops. And Philadelphia, <laughs> city of brotherly love. Uh-huh. And, 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 and then the tweets started coming uh-huh. and the emails started coming from, I'm a cop in Boston. How dare you? And it's like, you're right. I'm sorry. Every city is a city of racist cops. <laughs> My... <laughs> You're right. I shouldn't single out Boston. Oh man, it's pretty much a national problem. But wow, <laughs> nice. Wow. All right. Well, listen. The show is at the Troc. It is tomorrow night at eight o'clock. Tickets are thirty-two dollars, yes. and you can get the tickets at thetroc.com. And Scott, as a little parting gift for coming by, we have some tasty. Oh, you got them for you right there, sir. Oh my goodness! And peanut shoes and uh, Frank soda. Frank (laughs) soda got it all. We'll get it all for you. Water ice. We got (laughs) loads of water ice. We'll get the stuff by Rita's. How about them eagles? (laughs) How about them? Well, I got t-shirts for you guys, so we'll do a trade. By the way, we can promise that the police will still provide security for the whole area. So there you go. Thank you. Nice. All right, well, listen, thanks for coming by, Scott. I'm gonna, I'll check it out. I'll, Thank I, you. I, I, will, I will get on board. And Gabe Kapp, if you're listening, check it out, too. You're invited to the show. <laughs> Daryl Hall, John Oates, everyone's invited. <laughs> oh, yes. We'll get them on board. <laughs> All right, let's hear Rizzo. Scott Rogowski, guys. Strong and Daryl tomorrow night at 8 o'clock. Uh, we will take another break. We'll come back in a second. And we have Julie and Cheyenne and Ariel who are on our hottie cam as we speak. So if you'd like to take a peek into the studio, these lovely, smiling, beautiful young ladies are right there writing down wonderful things for you to see on the cam. And we have in our studio next, Chad Daniels is going to be over at Punchline tonight. Uh, we'll be back in just a moment, so stay with us. This 93.3 WMMR audio on demand program returns after a brief word from our sponsors. 
Hand and Stone Massage and Facial Spas. What better way to get back into the swing of things than with a relaxing massage or rejuvenating facial? With 50 locations right in this area, you're sure to find a relaxing spa experience. Introductory services are just $59.95. Visit handandstone.com to find a location near you. Are you ready for love? Well, if you're in love and you're ready to get engaged, visit Steven Singer at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. His Ready for Love collection of engagement rings are ready to go and ship immediately for free, all at the perfect price. Steven Singer Jewelers, one place, one price. Prince Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville has everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. Visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional info. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? This is the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Our next guest, we just had a, uh, a short discussion about uh, uh, turkey uh, bacon uh, during the break because uh, Gotch All's turkey bacon is here. No, we were just talking about bacon in general. Yes. And, you know, it's the great uh, it's common denominator, great common denominator that, that we all have and how great bacon is. But uh, enough about bacon. Now about our guest who's going to be at Punchline uh, tonight and tomorrow. Hey, he's back in our studio. He's yeah. Been here we welcome back Chad Daniels. Yeah. Hello, everybody. This morning. Hello, Chad. Hi. Welcome back to Philadelphia. Thanks for having me back. How, how have you been? I've been great. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I believe that. <laughs> that was I a tempered like, response. Because I threw my hands in my pockets. <laughs> I've been pretty good, you guys. Yeah. Well, you're, he's, he's, you're wearing a shirt that says Cleveland on it, and I didn't know if you felt like maybe you were back in Cleveland today. I live in uh, I live on Cleveland Avenue. Oh, do you ah. really? Yeah. So when I go to Cleveland, the city, I go to the the you know the whatever tourist shops and yeah. I grab all the Cleveland gear. And my kids and I, there's an outdoor hockey rink by my place. We go down there and we play boot hockey and we put our Cleveland gear on, so it's like a home game. What's wow. boot hockey? Just boot- not skates or yeah, no pads. Okay. And you use a tennis ball. And you use a tennis ball? Okay. Yep. Oh, okay. See, we call that street hockey around here. Okay. Yeah. You call it boot hockey. Well, we, yeah, because we play it on uh, ice in a rink. Oh, really? Yeah, but you okay. just run on boots. So it, it kind of equalizes things. If somebody's an amazing skater, they still have to run like Shaggy and Scooby <laughs> <laughs> when they're nervous trying yeah, to go yeah, chase yeah. the ball. So it's nice, yeah. Uh, that is an element I had not considered. That would actually be kind of interesting. It's almost like playing, like if, mm-hmm. if you were to shrink down and play like uh, air hockey, you would have that, you're, you're sliding and slipping. Absolutely, yeah yeah. yeah. yeah, but it just uh-huh. equalizes everything because, you know, then... It, you want to you want to play hockey, but you suck at skating. At least you can. Do you, do you know what w- there was a? I'm I'm sure we weren't the first to do it, but these guys did it. Uh, Preston ha- and Casey, they happen to be very good on the uh, the hoverboards, and so oh. uh, the glider gliders. You know, yeah. so we call it glocky. Yeah. And so you you were playing with a couple glide of ho- hockey, yeah, glide hockey, and it was yeah. actually pretty badass. Yeah, it was a good time. Just I trying don't to think say. I could do that. Yeah, yeah. you're looking oh, for I different options. Could. I remember watching Back to the Future and going, nope. <laughs> Wheels are nothing on these boards. That's it. The, yeah, the, the hoverboard was not your your thing. Nope. We used to play, we would play street hockey, but instead of a puck or a ball, we'd just take a, a, a soda can and crunch it. Yes. Right. And, yeah. that, and that was our puck. Also, oh, back in the day. Broken aluminum. <laughs> right. oh, yeah. Trust Shrapnel. me. Shrapnel wounds. Trust me. Yeah. There, was, uh, there were some cuts. Yeah, I've had that, some that black eyes from frozen tennis balls before. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe it. Take a rogue slap shot to the face. <laughs> sure. Were you uh, athletic in your younger days? Did you play any uh, organized sports? I Listen, I like to think. I, I have a hip replacement. Yeah. Oh. And I tell people it's because I'm a former athlete. <laughs> oh, really? Fair enough. I think it's do you really have a hip replacement? I do, yeah. How, how long ago? Uh, January 10th. Oh, okay. Wow. So I, I know a couple people who are actually uh, you know younger and younger ish who who get it because the old the old thing used to be well wait until you're in your 70s it's like, w- 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 so what burn off a decade two decades of not 
Yeah, I, of no mobility, so you can be an old mobile person. I'd rather be in a wheelchair when I'm 65. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I have to, because everyone is like, "Well, the technology now," and I was like, "I've been told about flying cars since I've been in kindergarten." So <laughs> don't technology me. Buddy. Well, were yeah. you a goalie or anything like that, or, or you know? No. So what? What? Why the hips? Uh, Lamada. Yeah. You, you know, I think it was they. They put a nine foot basketball court with like nine foot rims. Yeah, uh, they put that out on pure concrete. And we'd go down there four hours a day dunking and stuff because we could, you yeah. know, at that age. And, yeah. uh, I just think I overused it. You just pounded the F out of your uh, out of your hip there. Mm-hmm. Wow. I'd love to tell you it's some awesome sex story, but <laughs> no. 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 What was recovery like uh, for that? Were you in bed for a long time? or? Well, I only was on pain meds for three days because my daughter had a spelling bee. And you have to be off pain meds to drive. Oh, and so they okay. kind of stop driving by me. Yeah. You had to drive in excruciating pain small... to get to a spelling bee? And, oh, so pissed. Because <laughs> the rules are you can uh, you can start the word, right? And you can't go back and, and re-spell the word unless you use the letters you've already done. So my daughter didn't hear the, la- the suffix. Yeah. And so she spelled the word and kind of looked at him. And then they said, nope, that's wrong. And so, of course, they give an announcement, parents, please be quiet during this yeah. thing. And I just yell from the way back, hang tight. <laughs> I'm using my cane going down the stairs. I mean, this is fresh, right? Hang tight. <laughs> just leg hurts. They won't even talk to me. Wow. Right. So I'm having, this, I'm having this conversation over other parents. Yeah. And they said, well, she looked at us and we, we thought, we, we, or no, she looked at us and we knew she was done by the way she looked at us. And I go, how are you not working for the government if you know what people are thinking by the way they look at you? Right. I'm pissed. I'm in pain. Yeah, wow. Yeah. I have zero friends where I live, and that's how it should be. So this was uh, like a, an ultra-competitive uh, uh, spelling bee, not just like a school thing. You would think. Oh, but it was a school thing. It was, By the way, it was I'm reacting. You would think. Yeah. But it was just uh, like, if no. you enter, you get to go to the pizza party. That was it. And I was just like, we were thinking, and another thing. We were thinking pre-scripts level, you uh-huh. know? Yeah. Yeah, the way that I was yelling, you'd have thought maybe. <laughs> okay. See, I, um... You weren't yourself. You just had yeah. Thank you. replacement. Yeah. Thank you. I but wish everyone else would have known that. After the surgery, don't they encourage you, like, right when you wake up to start walking? Yeah. Yeah, I have a video on my Instagram of me. I'm a walker, and then they have a big, like, towing strap around you. And two nurses are holding you so you don't fall. Oh, yeah. So, so to keep, yeah. Wow. So, you, what what about scarage? Yeah, I have a scar on my uh, so my the front of my right thigh. Can you wear a bikini now or no? Absolutely. <laughs> you kidding? You think I don't want to tell that story? Really? You guys heard the one about the spelling bee? Come on, come on. <laughs> Gather around. Really, it's it's the cutting through the muscle that is the the worst part of the recovery, is it not? Because my mom had her uh, hip replaced. Yeah. You know, you have a lot in common with the seven year old woman. Um, <laughs> tell me about it. But <laughs> but because she didn't have as much muscle uh, on her leg, her recovery was like pretty quick. Huh, I should have tried. You're too that. buff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Too buff, yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. I uh, so the the video that I watched before they did it, they pull they pull your leg up because when you're out, your tendons don't contract, so you're like a little GI Joe guy. Mm. And yeah. the outside of your right knee comes up to your temple, and that's how they cut you. Dear God, they excuse cut, me. They cut your femoral head off. And then they pound this, basically a wine stop, into your femur. Oh you got this, Kath? God. Oh, my Dude, God. anybody want to get one? <laughs> listen, Jeez. listen. Sounds you, awesome, right? You made the mistake. I, well, it didn't deter you from getting the procedure done, but I, when my wife started floating the idea of a vasectomy, I went online and I saw what, <laughs> what, what all takes place. And I waited another two years before I got it done because mm-hmm. it freaked me out How so much. How many kids? 
I have three kids, okay. but uh, we didn't get any more after uh-huh. we met. I thought <laughs> maybe like two in that. No, 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 no. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's I, the dumbest I, thing you can do. Oh is my god, watch. go watch the procedure. Did they recommend you do that, or did you just no, seek that out sure on your didn't. own? Yeah, oh, I, so I, I had a, I had a, a, a robotic prostatectomy in 2014. I had prostate cancer. Prostate is out. Everything's good. You know, cancer free. But part of the deal is, well, you know, and the the, the doctor's phenomenal, Doctor uh, David Lee. But if you wanted to, you could watch him performing the surgery. I'm like, why would you? Why? Why, I, why would yeah. you ever want to do that? I shouldn't have because I waited an extra four years after I saw it. I mean, did you really? I couldn't yeah. sit. It takes me three hours to drive to the airport. I live in the middle of nowhere. And yeah. So, um, Fifteen minutes into my ride, I'd have to sit on one of those foam rollers. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. And then it was miserable. So then I finally had to do it. I kind of understand what you're saying because I had a um, uh, an ingrown toenail removed. Yeah, at, no, my, that's close. Yeah, doctor. And <laughs> I watched the whole procedure happen. As it, it was wild though, because you know they they hit you up with like the lidocaine, novocaine, or whatever. And I'm watching them do this and morphine. And I'm watching. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that looks like that really hurts, but I can't feel a thing. I'm but surprised it, you went through with it. That's tough. <laughs> yeah, for you. it's, it's I mean, a Life commitment. Well, they were done having kids. Yeah. yeah. So oh, it's, okay. That, that so you understand. You understand. Yeah. I mean, we, they, they grow them tough here in Philly. <laughs> wow. Speaking of uh, Philly and where we live, you said you live close to nowhere. Where I live in northern from? Minnesota. Northern Minnesota. I do. Okay. Because south is too hectic. Wow. <laughs> Way too hectic. The big city. Yeah. No, thank you. <laughs> did you grow up there? I did. Yeah. And so you stayed a hometown boy then. Well, my yeah, my ex-wife and I grew up there. So when we had kids, we thought it'd be easier to get them back closer to family, and then. We uh, got a divorce and still live in the same town. So, anyways, pretty cool. <laughs> pretty great. Still live so, in the same small town. Yeah. Are you in Cal- How did you do the classic thing, which oh. is the the divvying up? I, I mean, how did you? You had friends. Yeah, who gets and, and friends? friends side with different parties in a yeah. breakup. Yeah, great news. Uh, nobody liked me in this town from a long time ago. <laughs> okay. So when I moved back, it was like, take the friends. That's, easy. That's fine. It made it easier. Ooh, I don't have to cut up a cheese tray anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> I'll be just fine. <laughs> wow. But you stay there because of the kids? I do, yeah. My daughter's a freshman in high school, so... Uh, Three more years. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah I, I, I told her, I go, if you fail any of your classes, I'm going to be so furious. <laughs> what if she decides to go to school, college there? I hope she doesn't, but she might because her, yeah. mom, her mom works at the college. She teaches at the college, oh, so she'd get she get a deal. Yeah. Which, hey, do me a favor. Tell tell the, the bacon thing that you said. We were <laughs> off air, and we were talking about bacon because uh, Godshalls is here, and they're turkey bacon, but you had said your daughter. Oh, so my daughter got home from her mom's house, and her mom's boyfriend was there, and yeah. she came home, and she goes, he makes the best bacon I've ever had. And as a dad, I was like, mm-hmm, great. So I brought her to a farm to watch piglets be born. Oh, my God. So she would never eat bacon again. So she'd fall in love with these little piglets. Yeah. Hey, anyone else crazy? Because uh-huh. I am. Right, right. Does she oh eat bacon God. anymore? She hasn't. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's hilarious. So my bacon. Yeah, my daughter doesn't eat pig products either. And mm-hmm. it's because she loves piglet from Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> oh, Mm-hmm. All right. My seven-year-old just realized uh, what a hamburger is, and he was like, wait a minute. Are you telling me that I'm eating a cow? I'm mm-hmm. like, mm, uh, yeah, yeah, you sure are. Yeah, you are. Isn't it delicious? <laughs> hey, now, you- now finish your monkey skull. <laughs> <laughs> and you just have the one child? 
I have a 19-year-old son as well. Oh, wow. All From right. a different, no, nope. really same thing. You, all kind you, of, all you, same. You, you're, uh, you're presenting young, you know, for, for having kids that old, unless yeah. you had those That's really age. nice of you. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, were, were they particularly, were you particularly young when you had them? I or? was 20, we were 23 when we had them. Okay, our, it's not that young. Boy, yeah. And, uh, and then, yeah, within, so he was not planned. Yeah. Oh, okay. And my daughter was planned. And, but oh. I'm glad. Because I don't think I'd have had kids for a very long time. So I'm kind of glad that happened because I enjoy being where I'm at now, life-wise, career-wise, and what's, having a 19-year-old in the 14. What's the 19-year-old like? Uh, he's great. I mean, he's really smart. He's got a very funny, but it's a dry sense of humor. Yeah. Like you think maybe, you don't know if it's a joke if you're about to be murdered. <laughs> so you wake up the next day and you're just like, <laughs> okay, buddy, really funny stuff. I'm alive. Awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I've got an 18-year-old, so, you know, we're, we're preparing for sending him off or whatever, okay. you know, and uh, and that's kind of a, a weird little realization that, uh, that we're going to be sending him off into the world. I mean, I'm not going to say, here, get out of the house at 18 or anything like that, but is, is he still living with you or her or both He's of you? He's not. Or? So he was living okay. with me for the, the full year he turned 18. He had a summer birthday, and then uh, he... Went to one semester of college where his mom teaches. Didn't like it, so quit. And I was like, I get it. I didn't like college either. Mm-hmm. Then he didn't want to get a job. And so I did end up kicking him out. Oh, okay. Because he wouldn't get a job. I was like, what do, yeah. you want, what do you want to do with your life? And he goes, I want to be a gamer. And I was like, well, that's great. But gamers don't live here. So, <laughs> <laughs> like if, if you want a job that doesn't end with aimer, you can live here. Right. And I was like, you have to pay me $200 rent to live here and blah, blah, blah. And one, one day he goes, 200 <laughs> How about 150 and I buy my own milk? <laughs> and I was just like, who drinks $50 worth of in a year? Yeah. You have a phone factory in your room? What are you doing? All right. Unbelievable. 50 t- I'll take care of the $50 milk expenditure. Yeah. Oh. Worst thing is, he's 19, doesn't even know milk comes from cows. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> you got to take him to the Kathy's farm again. Yeah. Take him to the farm. Yeah. There was That's a stretch wild. when I was in my early 20s uh, where things weren't going so well for me, and uh, my dad ended up charging me rent to live at home, mm-hmm. uh, which was hard uh, to hear that from your – because you're at home, the childhood home, that you right. know, where you grew up. And it's like uh, this reality of, oh, adults have to pay for things in order to live in certain places. Yeah. But it was a good life lesson, man. I, you know, it, it taught you some responsibility. So um, did he take to the – one fifty plus milk deal, or how did that end up going? No, yeah, he so he when he came back in, it was two hundred and plus any any chores. Okay, that okay, he had to do. So he was responsible for the lawn, shoveling the driveway, anything that uh, I didn't want to do. Right, yeah. <laughs> it, it's it's funny because we would have the different deals presented to us as if as if we were sitting down with like a like a life insurance agent, and, and, and my my. Um, you, we can give you an allowance and then, you know, we will not, we will not buy you anything if we're out and about, you know, or you can do the, you know, the chores and basically they bargain themselves a great deal because there's no way to actually tally how much work we were doing and what the result was, Mm -hmm. but it was a smart move. And it taught you how to be, uh, it taught us, it taught me early on that I I would eventually need an agent (laughs) because I couldn't spot a good deal from a mile away. I got a question for you though, because uh, you live in Northern Minnesota and you obviously get way more snow than we get here. It is, are there any tips to like being an, a more efficient or better shoveler or snowblower or anything like that because it is for me it's really really difficult and my kids aren't old enough to to pitch in yet and he, I wanna, he's not kidding yeah because 
I love. I have. We have snow blowers. It's easy, and it's it's much better than shoveling. But for some reason, Casey has an issue with the snow blower. Huh? No. Yeah. I, 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 do you have a gravel driveway? No. Anything that goes up into the auger? No. Well, then I don't know what to I think they're just dumb. I don't know what to tell them. <laughs> I mean, they, they're pretty user-friendly, right? I'm not necessarily, them. I think. They I'm help being... you shovel faster with less effort. Well, you know what I did find out this past year was that I had the, uh, I had, had it backwards. No, I had it lifted too high. So when I because I had just gotten my two stage thingy and blah blah blah, blah, right? And so so it was up too high, and I'm doing all this work, and I'm still leaving like an inch worth of snow slush on the you know on the pavement. So I finally how come the handles are on the front of this? Yeah, but uh, but I just feel like uh, even even like PennDOT and 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 the areas around here, like the, the roads, they're not as good. And maybe they, they could get a lot of emails. <laughs> just call PennDOT out. I'm just saying. Well, it's maybe not just PennDOT. It's, you know, uh, any sort of area. But I, I feel like they could probably learn a, a thing or two. They could raise the roads a little bit. By, by hanging out in, like, Maine and, and Minnesota for, for a yeah, couple I think of so. winters. If you, if you don't get snow a lot, nobody mm-hmm. nobody cares to learn how to remove it. Right. Yeah, yeah. But, again, like I said, so I, I turned my whole backyard into a patio patio block all that stuff and my son and i were on the deck and we were looking at it and he goes it's really nice dad and i was like well come winter this is all yours because <laughs> <laughs> you'll be shoveling all this too now i just upped your square footage yeah. what's up it's true we're out, we're out, we we moved into a, a corner house a year uh, ago and so, so you are response especially in the city of philadelphia you've got to shovel that uh, that uh, walkway that sidewalk yeah you're 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 legally you know obliged to do it, so you're you're apt. So I, I'm, yeah, I I don't know where the the difficulty is, but Casey has always said he has an issue. Maybe we'll get to the bottom of it one day. So someday, <laughs> someday, <laughs> perhaps. Um, listen, Chad is going to be at he's uh, at Punchline tonight. Let me see the times on the show is eight and ten fifteen. Uh, and Saturday, seven thirty and nine forty five. I actually have two pair of tickets to what? give away. Yeah, I do, uh, and it's for the. <laughs> I know what uh, it's for the ten fifteen show tonight, and I will take callers uh, thirteen and fourteen at two one five two six three WMMR, and we will uh, we'll set you up, and you'll be able to see that show. And you should have some uh, some good audiences. The weather is sucked around here. We have a little bit of sure. break and rain this weekend, so people are going to want to get out and do some stuff. And I'm sure they'll come and see. And It'll be great. Hope very, so. very fun. Yeah, so, it'll be all, well, it'll thanks. be a great time. So we'll set up some tickets. But listen, um, it's good to see you, Chad. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for having me back in. Appreciate you bet. It. Enjoy your time in Philadelphia. Let's hear from Chad Daniels. Yeah! We're going to take a break, and uh, I need to say that our, our hottie cam ladies have changed into a wonderful uh, yeah, uh, set of outfits. Clothing. Very clothing. Clothing and oh. things. Yeah, Underwears. Things and clothing uh-huh. for the ladies. And, no, uh, they're the ladies of the thing. Uh, Julie and Cheyenne and Ariel are on our hottie cam as we speak, so uh, you can tune in to that as well. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Ready for Get ready for MMR's birthday bucks part two. Proving you can have your cake needed too. It's your shot to win a thousand dollars cash five times a day, starting Monday each weekday. Tune in at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. as well as 1, 4, and 6 p.m. when we announce that hour's winning keyword. Enter it via the newly revamped MMR app on your fancy thinking phone or at WMMR.com. You've got until 15 minutes after the hour to get in. 
One random entry will be picked to win a thousand bucks. MMR's Birthday Bucks Part 2. Five times every weekday at 8 a.m., 11 a.m., 1 p.m., 4 p.m., and 6 p.m. Sponsored by Sprouts Farmers Market. Opening September 19th at Broadham, Washington. Complete contest rules available at WMMR.com. Uh, Nick just pulled this up. The name Tripping Billies came to be when a band member's girlfriend told Dave <clears throat> that his band sounded like a bunch of hillbillies tripping on acid. Mm. Ah. And the band thought it was hilarious, and they named the song after it, which is pretty cool. Dave Matthews has a very good, quirky sense of humor. Yeah. You know yeah. where I just, I forgot he was in the movie, um, the, uh, the Zoltan. Yeah, don't mess with this old man. Don't mess with this old man. He's you know like, he's like a white supremacist. <laughs> I never saw that. Movie. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Uh, well, that speaking of white supremacist, that that song I didn't know was featured in the film White Man's Burden. Oh. Which I haven't seen in ages. Uh, John Travolta. Yeah. That movie's a good movie. Yeah, there was a stretch where it was on three or four different records. Uh-huh. It was on that album. It was on Remember Two Things. It was on Crash. And uh, and there was something else, and and yeah. uh, there you know that was sort of the height of uh, Dave Matthews Band mania. You know, you br- actually I was mentioning this to you, Casey, yesterday. There is a uh, Rolling Stone song. She comes in colors, or what? What's the name of the song? She comes in rainbows. Something, yeah, it sounds like a p- porn title. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's on three. It's three different commercials currently on the air. Really? Employ the same song. Oh yeah. In fact, they went from one commercial into another with the. It's a ding ding ding. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know the song. Yeah, yeah, and, and so everybody's using that right and now. Yeah, like, and it was back to back the same song. Wow. Um, I don't know that song. I don't know if I have it. I'm sure you'd recognize it. She's a rainbow. We have. That's it. Okay. That's it. Apparently, this is. It starts with this. I didn't know that. Okay. Knock it off. Okay, so this is the song in our library. There it there is. There we go. I want to part the big anyway, people talk. Hey. <laughs> I love this song. Yeah, it's a great song. And to be honest, I've never known the name of it. That's there's so many Rolling Stone songs. There's a commercial for a car dealer where they're sitting in the um, the weather testing device for the car, yeah. and the woman puts on the stereo in the car while she's testing it. This is what she plays. And there's a couple, couple of different commercials with this song called She's a Rainbow. Yeah. Now she comes in. Now she comes on a rainbow. <laughs> so I guess. But it says she comes in colors. He just said it right there. So There we go. Right. So I didn't make it up. Okay. It's erotic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me see here. Oh, you know what? I need to give away. Nick, you said we had passes for. We forgot to do this while Scott was here. Rogowski. Yes, sir. We got if two I'm, pairs. If I'm going to give them away, I got to give them away right now. Cool. Uh, so let's take callers 15 and 16. This is tomorrow night at the Trocadero. Uh, Scott, who is here, it's an evening of trivia and comedy. Mm-hmm. And he'll be doing kind of an HQ uh, thing on stage with contestants and the whole deal. Uh, tickets are available at trocadero.com. 215-263-WMMR. We'll you know what that out. piano kind of reminds me of in that song is uh, is this? Boom, you stupid rabbit! Yeah. Like this! <laughs> Never gets old. It never gets old. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I have uh, bizarre file stories. Want to hear them? Yeah. yeah. Sure. All right. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents bizarre. Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre file. 
Brought to you by French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors and beyond. All the big name brands, they have them. So visit FrenchCreekOutfitters.com for additional information. French Creek Outfitters, why take a chance with anybody else? Managers of the uh, Shimakubo Dam. Shimakubo Dam. Have devised a unique way of warding off pesky thrill seekers who come for a test of courage in the belief that the dam is haunted. The poppy, up-tempo sound of a superhero theme song plays from a loudspeaker whenever people or cars approach the dam at night, transforming the atmosphere of the dark, deserted place. The measure is expected to wipe away the negative image of the dam as haunted, which is a rumor that has plagued local residents for years. Where is, is the Poopy Doopy Dam? It's in Japan. Oh, okay. It straddles the uh, Fujioka Gunman Prefecture and the Kamakiwa Satima Prefecture. And the Alan Lipschitz Planetarium. <laughs> uh, the dam is known as a sacred spot in the world of uh, Takusatsu sci-fi films. Uh-huh. And has been a filming location for popular live-action programs like the Common Rider series of the 1980s. Uh, it was more than 10 years ago when the area got a bad name. A rumor that the dam was haunted spread on the internet, and young people began coming there to test their courage as well as to break into the abandoned building. You don't want to go there. Make, the dam is haunted. Make loud noises. You make and, loud noises. And generally irritate locals. Uh, in response to Japan Waters Agency uh, Shimokubo Dam Operation and Maintenance Office decided to act on its own. They installed sensors at two locations, and when the sensors detect any movement between between 8 and 6, 8 p.m. and 6 a.m. The music plays. A speaker on the uh, Gunma side airs the theme song of a local superhero group, Kijin Sentai Dam Saver, or a song called Water Fantasia, while another on the Satama side plays Jojiman Ondo. As it should be. Or uh, George Man's Dance Song. Uh, it's composed by a group of damn aficionados, by the way. <laughs> damn aficionados. I just thought it was very strange and yeah. added it to the bizarre file. So is this, I wonder if the kids are going to the dam and then falling off said dam or getting injured in mm. their yeah, they pursuit just, of paranormal activity. We had, there was an abandoned waterworks plant out by where I lived in St. Actually, it was a ways off. It was like an hour and a half drive, hour, hour and a half. And we would go there at like 2 o'clock in the morning and go and go through the underground tunnels oh, and all cool. through this stuff, and there were satanic things spray-painted all over the place. I, I love places freaky. like that, yeah. And we would just go there to go there. And if you go there weird. now, though, you hear what happens. Uh-uh. They, you trip a sensor, and the music of the image starts playing. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, that <laughs> scares everyone away. All right, so a self-fondler is off the streets of De- Memphis after exposing himself in front of a Walgreens. A woman contacted police after she saw Clayton Gamble outside of Walgreens exposing himself, pleasuring himself as Sorry, well. Sorry, man, I should play with my junk. Uh-huh. Uh, police said the woman was scared to exit the Walgreens store until police arrived, and as they arrested Gamble, he had a spontaneous utterance, and I quote, of, y'all can't let me have no fun. <laughs> They all can't let me have no fun as he pleasures himself outside the Walgreens. He was charged with indecent exposure. <laughs> uh, did you guys hear about this? A California woman, uh, I'm sorry, a California wedding planner is being accused of lying about having a husband who's a firefighter in order to receive donations meant to go to cruise helping battle the state's wildfires. I and, did. It's despicable. Yeah, between August 10th and the 17th, Ashley Bemis scammed people out of $11,000 worth of cash and gift donations, including blanket, blankets, baby wipes, socks, and food. 
Uh, Bemis claimed to be married to a firefighter named Shane Goodman uh, that worked for the California Department of Forestry and Fire Protection. Bemis gave a list of suggested donations and told her Facebook friends that she would be helping deliver the donated items to the firefighters, but she kept the money. Uh, Suspicions started when a Cal Fire employee used an internal database to look up Shane Goodman, and uh, there was nobody named Shane Goodman at all. An investigation has been opened. No charges have been filed against Bemis as of yet, so we'll see if that ends up happening. Animal rescuers in Ireland are now setting traps after reports of cougar sightings in the countryside were deemed credible. Whoa. Vincent Cashman of the Cork Society for the Prevention of... I thought that a 48-year-old woman with a lot of makeup... No. (laughs) ...sitting at the bar. I think we need to set a trap. She said her name was Velma. No, this is a... uh... This is an actual predatory Oh, like an animal. actual predator. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. setting it the wrong trap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I put a martini and a pack of cigs on the bar. <laughs> for that particular type of cougar. Uh, so the uh, Vincent Cashman of the Cork Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals suggested that the cougar may have been an exotic pet that escaped or was abandoned. Uh, cougar sightings have been reported during the past two weeks hmm. in Fountainstown, Crosshaven, and Tulver, which are all located... They're standing out here at the end of the driveway when I thought they were coming across the field. And it turns was a cougar. Uh, which are all located... Or a big cat. ...in County Cork. Uh, the CSPCA have installed traps and... Then trail- it was off to the Walgreens to pleasure myself. <laughs> <laughs> in Memphis? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and uh, trail cameras with hopes of uh, confirming the reports. That's pretty crazy, man. Wow. And yeah. They have long. There have long been rumored on the moors and and uh, in that general area of a large cat, a large like like cougar, you yeah. know, puma sort of a creature. You've seen the stories, Preston. They've yeah. they've never proven it, but it, it, it's like the uh, the Jersey Devil or the yeah, uh, yeah. Nope, you know, all these legendary creatures. But yeah. they they sure the locals will swear it exists. Yeah, it's been a legend for a yeah. long time. You're right. Uh, we'll do one more story, and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, police in central Mexico say they caught a man who made off with a hearse, uh, complete with a corpse inside. Uh, the police department said on its uh, Facebook page that the hearse had been uh, ready to take the body of an 80-year-old man from a hospital to neighboring Guadalajara to a funeral home. Police say a 40-year-old man has admitted seeing the keys left in the vehicle and decided that he would take it late night Friday night. Is it sort of implied that you're allowed to take it or it's against the law, right? It's against the law. Officers were alerted and they soon spotted the hearse along a highway (laughs) and detained the suspect. It's a a new program called Hearse Share. Uh, Police said that he's been turned over to prosecutors, both the hearse and the body were recovered. Bury them yourself. And that is what I have in the Bizarre File for you this morning. Uh, let's give away the last of our turkey bacon. Turkey uh, bacon! Yeah, friends from God, Shawls, 94% fat-free, real wood, smoked turkey bacon, available at Acme Redner's and ShopRite. Or you can ask for it at your local grocer. So we'll take, uh, we'll give the rest of these away. I have uh, three of them, and we'll take the first three callers, I and mean, we'll give those to you. 215-263-WMMR. Go ahead and give us a buzz right now. We're going to take a break. Coming back in a moment, we'll do that uh, whole lesson, question, trash music news uh, combo that we always do, and we'll see if we can get you something for free as well after that. Stay here. Peek behind the radio curtain with the MMR Studio webcam. Available at PrestonAndSteve.com or via the MMR mobile app. See occasional hotties, famous faces, and if you're lucky, monkey riding border collies. Uh, Let's see. We need to... 
do our lesson question for today. And we are going to give away a pair of tickets. Uh, they're in a suite. And you'll also get a parking pass to join uh, Jackie, Bam Bam, and Nick at the Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race at Dover. And this will be on October 7th. So uh, let's see if you get it right. Who is the Phantom of the Opera's brother? <laughs> 215263 WMMR. Who is the Phantom of the Opera's brother? 215263 WMMR. We said that around seven ish. And if you were listening, you know the answer. You should call. We want you to win. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Godshall's Cook Out and Eat Lighter with Godshall's Real Meat, Real Wood Smoked Turkey Bacon. 94% fat free and 80% less fat than most pork bacon. Discover hundreds of recipes at godshalls.com. What's happening this morning, Steve? Well, according to In Touch magazine, <clears throat> excuse me, Angelina Jolie is waging a full-blown effort to get her six kids with Brad Pitt to choose her over them for full custody. For example, just this week, 10-year-old daughter Vivienne left a tooth under her pillow only to have the, quote, tooth fairy replace it with a 25-pound bar of gold. Wow. Oh, my God. Radar Online reporting that Madonna is livid and very jealous over the Oscar buzz surrounding Lady Gaga's performance in the Bradley Cooper version of A Star is Born. Madonna says her days of caring about Oscars are over now that she's pretending that she doesn't care about winning Oscars. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. And finally, last month, David and Victoria Beckham seized upon a trip to the south of France where they are said to have renewed their vows. Elton John and his husband, David Furnish, were reportedly in attendance as David slipped a new wedding ring over Victoria's waist. Mm. (laughs) And that's your Hollywood track. All righty, we shall see if you know the answer to this question. Uh, Who is... The Phantom of the Opera's brother, 215-263-WMMR. And we go to David. Hi there, David. Hey, Katsuk. Katsuk, bud. So who's the Phantom of the Opera's brother? Andrew of the Opera. Andrew of the Opera. Yeah. Spot on, my man. Hang on just a second. Gather your information and then give you a pair of sweet tickets and a parking pass. Join Jackie Bam Bam, Nick McElwain, and Monster Energy NASCAR Cup Series playoff race Dover International Speedway on October 7th. NASCAR returns to Dover October 5th through the 7th, and tickets start at just 50 bucks. Kids' tickets are only $10, and you can get yours at DoverSpeedway.com right now. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Yeah! All right, this morning it is brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts. Feeling lucky? Then grab a large or extra-large Dunkin' Coffee for a chance to win great prizes no purchase necessary. 13 plus ends October 15th or while supplies last. For game piece and official rules, visit sippeelwin.com. The social media accounts of Chris Cornell seem to be teasing what could be the arrival of new music from the beloved artist on September 21st. How's that happening? Uh, Cornell's Facebook page posted the hashtag, when bad does good. Uh, which the PRP has reported as the title of a previously unheard song that will be released on that date. Uh, The track is thought to be part of a career retrospective, either a double CD or four CD set that will reportedly arrive in mid-November. Now, the package is set to span material from Cornell's various projects over the years, including his solo work, and will feature acoustic performances, covers, and more. His Facebook account has also changed its profile picture to what is rumored to be the cover art for this. According to Alternative Nation, Cornell was in the early stages of making a covers album with producer Brendan O'Brien at the time of his death, and Mm. 
He had been working on demos for a new Soundgarden album as well. So it could be some stuff that they had that wasn't finished, and they were able to piece it together. That could be very interesting. When he right. was when he did the little um, acoustic session for us, he opened with a Billy was it Billy Jean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah he covered uh, Michael. Cover it was great. It was phenomenal, and uh, and he does it really really well. He covered Prince, obviously too. Yeah. Um, do you guys think it's weird when social media accounts live on? I do, do in some ways. In some ways, uh, people, you know, they convert them over to sort of um, living memorials yeah. where, where people can add to it. It's it's a, um, it's I was a product the, of the past, you know, what, 10 years now that you right. can have that? I was on Anthony Bourdain's uh, yesterday or the day before, and he, his Instagram account is still uh, active, and his, um, not active, they're just there. They, there's no new yeah, post right. since his passing. Um, it's just kind of odd using the name and seeing these things still in existence. I don't know if people can post to it though, right? They they, they can yeah, add comments. You yeah. can add comments wherever. I, yeah. I don't, I'm not judging. I'm just curious yeah. about it. Huh. Yeah, it's the digital graveyard. Yeah, you know, I mean, and and it's uh, it's definitely it's been around for a while. Um, Audio Slave ha- also has unreleased songs as well uh, from their time together in 2000 in the 2000s. Although it is unclear if any of this material will surface in the upcoming release or not. I I hope they do. You know, I mean, I. Uh, I remember the first time hearing stuff that uh, that was unfinished and they put together was with uh, the Beatles and John Lennon. They did Real Love and, and uh, Free as a Bird. And I love both of those songs. Yeah. They, they can be really well done, so we'll see. Korn played its first of three special shows to commemorate the 20th anniversary of the band's third studio album, Follow the Leader, on Wednesday at the Masonic in San Francisco. The band did not play the album in its entirety, but instead performed... Eight of the 13 original tracks, including Justin, which had never been performed live before, BBK, and Reclaim My Place, which had not been played in concert since 99 and 98, respectively. Corn guitarist uh, James Mucky Schaefer explained in an interview earlier this year that some of the songs on the album, which feature collaborations with artists like Ice Cube and Limp Biscuit, I'm sorry, and Limp Biscuit's Fred Durst, uh, could not be recreated for those shows. The rest of the 17 set included Corn favorites like Blind, Clown, Falling Away From Me, Make Me Bad, and Here to Stay. The concert marked uh, uh, singer Jonathan Davis's first public appearance since the passing of his estranged wife. Uh, Devin Davis died on us October. I'm sorry, August 17th. She was 39 years old after reportedly struggling with substance abuse throughout her life. At the end of the song "For You," Davis seemed overcome with emotion as he told the crowd in a cracked voice, "This was my wife's favorite song. I'm sorry." Uh. Well, the stuff for him. Motley Crue singer Vince Neil has revealed the band is returning to the studio to record four new songs. I thought, they, I thought that was it. Well, they were it. That was <laughs> it. But remember, I, I told you the other day there was um, a picture of Nikki Six and Tommy Lee on the band's Facebook page along with a caption that said 28th August 2018. That's right. Uh, appearing with them was longtime crew producer and collaborator Bob Rock. And in, a, in addition, there was a brief video of... Uh, Lee playing drums on his Instagram, captioning the clip, it's that new stuff, or other word for stuff. And anyhow, uh, Neil had written exciting news. I'll be going back in recording studio in a few weeks with the boys uh, to record four brand new Motley Crue tracks rock on. Now, fans have speculated that they're working on music for the film adaptation of the group's biography, The Dirt Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band. So it very well could be that. Sure, and which they're going to follow that up with a uh, with the tour. Even the, the you know, the, you, it's I guarantee you they'll be back out on tour. Uh, the movie is directed by Jeff Tremaine mm-hmm. and uh, was picked up by Netflix after being previously developed at Focus Features and before that at Paramount. He's the uh, Jackass guy, right? Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and he Jackass. Did. 
And he also yes. Yes. <laughs> right. He also directed the Bad Grandpa, I believe. Uh, yeah. yeah. So he was behind that stuff. In celebration of the 50th anniversary of the Jimi Hendrix, <laughs> Hendrix Experience third and final album, Electric Ladyland, a new deluxe edition box set will be released on November 9th. The package will come as a three-CD, one Blu-ray set, or six-LP, one Blu-ray set, with both packages, including the original double album, now newly remastered by Bernie Grunman, along uh, from the original analog tapes, and a 48-page full-color book. Also included is Electric Ladyland, the early takes, which uh, presents demos and studio outtakes from this period in Hendrix's career, plus a new 5.1 surround sound mix in the entire album by Hendrix's original engineer, Eddie Kramer. And this marks the first and only time this has been done with a Hendrix studio album. The new cover art, shot by Linda McCartney, by the way, wow, features a classic photograph of the band and children at the statue of uh, Alice in Wonderland in New York Central Park and was Hendrix's own choice of imagery for the album's cover image. So that is coming out. You know, McCartney was a huge Jimi Hendrix fan. Absolutely. Massive fan. Yeah. And in fact, the day that um, Sgt. Peppers came out, uh, Jimmy invited uh, members of the Beatles to come to his show. He was playing in England. And he had learned the opening number, uh, uh, or he had opened uh, Sgt. Peppers' Lonely Hearts Club Band, the main theme, uh, that day when the album came out, it just came out to the public, and he played it in that concert. It was they opened with That's it. That's so cool. And Paul couldn't. Is there any audio of that? He's, he's like, dude, he's. Yeah. He's, the album just came out today, and he's playing it. He was blown away. Uh, and speaking of the Beatles, Ringo Starr, uh, Yoko Ono, and Jeff Bridges were on hand to stage a bed in yesterday outside of Mansa- Manhattan City Hall. We're going to stay in bed until uh, this is fixed. Uh, the press event was in celebration of the return to New York City of the John Lennon Educational Tour Bus, or it's called the Lennon Bus, presented by Otherworld Computing, uh, the premier nonprofit state-of-the-art mobile production facility that provides hands-on creative experiences to students of all ages. The Lennon Bus was visiting the city for the launch of the fifth annual Come Together New York City residency. I love, you know, obviously we have huge John Lennon fans and the whole thing, but I remember years ago when they do these bed-ins and they they were sort of, you know, so what are you doing? Well, we're on the bed here until uh, there's no fighting in the world. And, and, and it was almost after a while they're like, we really don't know why we're doing this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They did, it didn't we, make much sense. We, we don't quite know. Yeah, it did yeah. not make much sense to me. I mean, either. they were getting press on it, but yeah, uh, yeah. yeah I guess that was the desired result. Uh, Ringo, Yoko, and Bridges were joined by Mayor Bill de Blasio and City Council Speaker Corey Johnson with Ringo joking, it's an incredible day for me to finally go to bed with Yoko. <laughs> uh, Ringo and his all-star band also performed last night at New York's uh, Radio City Music Hall, by the way. Do you know, in, uh, they had a picture uh, in TMZ and a little interview was it my my pay or me oh yeah yeah his girlfriend his girlfriend yeah. when when they they uh, he and yoko broke up for a while mm-hmm. and then there was I think this, it was my pay yeah, yeah. and uh she was good yeah 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 they had it, it was it was open it was yes. common knowledge that he was with this other woman and he went away with her for a while yeah and then eventually came back i'm not sure nick could you look up uh look up john lennon mistress uh, because I can't. And now I need to know. Yes. Damn it. <laughs> I was thinking about it the other day, too. There was uh, uh, watching that Leonard Skinner uh, documentary. At one point, they were in a studio, and John and, and, was her, there? and we, she came in. Yeah. yeah May Pang. Well. May, May Pang. Pang. Yeah. Thank you. May Pang. 
Um, anyhow, and that's what I have for you in music news. You know what? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you one story. Real Go quick, ahead. Uh, outside of music news, because I did mention that the Leonard Skinner documentary, and I was telling Casey there's there's a part in it that made me absolutely howl with laughter, and it's a really really good documentary. Artemis Pyle, a drummer for the band, said that they were in New York City and they yeah. were visiting. And he goes, now look, we did a lot of partying. We we drank and we smoked pot and we did all this stuff and cocaine and things. He said, I rarely, rarely would do acid. Right. But I did acid this one time. We were in New York and we were at a, we were doing a photo shoot. Right. And he said, and I'm sitting there with the guys and, and, and I'm tripping. Yeah. And all of a sudden... A monkey comes in on roller skates, and he says, and he sits on Gary's lap, and Gary gives him a bottle of Jack Daniels, and the monkey turns the bottle up and starts drinking the Jack Daniels. Oh, my God. And it really it really happened. They have pictures of this, but what you don't know is he's tripping on acid. He thinks he's seeing it. And his, there are pictures of him with this look on his face like, Jesus Christ, oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's a monkey on roller skates oh drinking God. Jack Daniels. You're not there. It's it's hilarious. If I blink, I was, it'll go away. I was absolutely dying. It's it's well worth a view. This documentary. It's called If I Leave Here Tomorrow, and I believe it's on Showtime right now. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're looking at the pictures Holy of it right crap. now, and he's got his face covered. He can't believe it. Uh, so anyhow, that's all I got in music news for you. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break. We'll come back in just a moment or two. And reminding you, our friends from Godshall's Turkey Bacon here, I want to thank them for feeding us and our guests this morning. Locally made right here in Pennsylvania. Facilities powered by solar panels. With the water recycling program, both zero landfill status. It's good for you and for the planet. We'll be back in just a moment. The Preston and Steve Show on 93.3 WMMR. Like the podcast? You'll also love it live. Weekdays from 6 a.m. to about 10.30 a.m. on the radio at 93.3 WMMR. Or stream the show live via MMR's mobile app. 93.3 WMMR. Coming down, Roxanne. Send that out to uh, Nicole in our uh, traffic department. She loves Blind Melon. Really? Absolutely loves Blind Melon, yeah, so... Uh, and she was. She told me she's like, "Why did it take me this long to figure out what an awesome band that was?" And then she listened to all of their music because they only made a couple of albums. As Shannon Hoon died, obviously, yeah. a drug overdose, and she was like, "This stuff is amazing." So there you go, Nicole. That's for you. Ten thirty on a Friday morning with a Preston and Steve radio program on MMR. I'm ready to wrap things up? Not before we take care of uh, some business. Uh, quickly, I will thank our guests on the show, though. How great was it to see Brent Selleck? Yeah, man. Brent looks happy. He's in a good place. He's a retired man. He retired with the team that he loves, played in one team in his entire career, and uh, now he's getting into real estate, which he loves. It's awesome. And And his new house, Preston? Yeah. He revealed today? He has a full 100-yard football field. In his backyard. In his backyard. He's been putting it in, (laughs) so that's cool. I knew he'd have something. You'd have to. Yeah. Something cool. You remember Running had Club 69? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was like a sexual thing? No, 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 no. <laughs> it was a bar. It was like a nightclub that was shaped like a football inside so cool. his house. Yeah. So, so cool. You got to yeah. have something like yeah. that if you're if you're making that kind of money and you have that kind of success. So, anyhow, uh, thanks, Brent, for being by. Uh, Scott Rogowski was here. Yeah. Host of HQ at the Trocadero tomorrow night at 8 p.m. Tickets available. And also, thank you to Chad Daniel. Yeah. 
Chad will be at Punchline tonight, 8 p.m. and 10.15 are the show times for him. And then Saturday, 7.30 to 9.45. He was great. And thank you to our uh, hottie cam girls, Julie and Cheyenne and Ariel, who came by. Yeah. And thank you to God Charles Turkey it back in. You got to GodShawls.com for more information. Uh, let me see. Brent Porsche is in Hello, here. good morning. And this is not the last we'll see of you. I'll be back on Monday. Yeah, Pierre does his extended take. Uh, yep. Time off, of course. And it's funny because when I came in the kitchen, I saw all of the lovely ladies sitting at the kitchen table. I'm like, ooh, that's yeah, not yeah. what you normally see when you walk in the kitchen. It's a good here. thing. Yeah. It's a good thing. Uh, we have one letter to go for our word of the week. Let's get it. Let's do it. Here we go. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the Daily Letter. And the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by The Letter. Brought to you by The Letter. Why? As in, yes, it's Friday. I'll go along with that. We'll take caller 7 at 215-263-WMMR. And let's see if you happen to know the word of the week. If you do, I'll tell you what all the prizes is. And uh, you'll be set to go. And it's tomorrow. So it's a quick turnaround. Just a heads up on that on this uh, little getaway for you. Uh, Brent taking the reins on a Friday again. And uh, what's coming up today, man? Yes, sir. Big jam-packed show today. Workforce blocks. We're going to do Seether. And we're going to do a, a kind of a retrospective block of Mark Tremonti since he's going to be opening for Seether tomorrow night at the Electric Factory. Huh. I'm sorry, North 7th. And uh, oh, we're yeah. going to do a block of 1985 because that's the weekend that we're going to be highlighting this weekend. Uh, Bob Dylan tickets. They go on sale this morning. We'll give my last free pair away. Oktoberfest live tickets. And I have our March to Metallica prize pack today, which gets you qualified to meet the band. Oh, that's a sweet deal. Okay, so Brent's got that and a bunch more coming up, I would imagine. Uh, what else do I need to say? Oh, yeah, we uh, we have a new Daily Rush video up. I think this is the newest one. Yeah, it is. Lil Rel Howery. Yes. I don't even know what that means. Lil Rel was the, is a comedian. He, he was in uh, the oh, yeah. Get Out. And his show, Preston, just premiered yeah. on Fox, his sitcom. I watched the first episode. It was funny. Um, yeah, so he was a super nice guy. That's right. I can't believe I forgot his name. Lil Rel Howery. Yeah. Uh, so that video is now available. And that is brought to you by Punchline, Philly, Fishtown's newest comedy club restaurant and bar, if you'd like to take a look at that. All right, to the phones we go. See if we can get caller. We lost caller seven. What? I don't know why. Uh, but we'll try another caller, and we'll see if we can give that prize away. So I have to... Vamp here for just a moment as we are awaiting uh, the caller to be put up. And only Brent, I don't know the word, so Brent, you got to tell me if you're what, if they're right or wrong. Okay, all right. all right. So let me go to. Yes, I think we're ready. Is this Lisa? Yes, it is. All right, Lisa. Need to know the word of the week, please. It is soggy. Yeah, but yeah. Yeah. you got it. Soggy is correct. And Lisa, I hope you're free tomorrow because that's when this prize is for. I am. All right, we have MMA Pro League at the Hard Rock uh, Casino in Atlantic City. And we're going to give you two rooms, four food vouchers, and a meet and greet. So you'll get to meet the fighters and pictures in the cage at the event. Oh, my God, that's awesome. You guys are going to have a great time. Congratulations to you. Thank you. You bet. Hang on just a second, and don't forget you can get tickets at Ticketmaster.com. Uh, let me thank the sponsors of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, today, the program has been brought to you by Dunkin' Donuts, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. Uh, the Preston and Steve Show runs on Dunkin', also brought to you by Winter Airport Parking, 2017 Reader's Choice Award winner from the Philadelphia Inquirer. And French Creek Outfitters in Phoenixville with everything you need for the great outdoors. FrenchCreekOutfitters.com. 
Why take a chance with anybody else? Let's see what we have next week. I haven't even looked at this up uh, yet. We have, ah, we're going to talk to Tom Papa. Nice. Uh, comedian to Ray will be in our studio. Alexis Texas will be stopping by. I've been ah. seeing uh, billboards with her picture all over lately yes. for Club Risque, so she's in town. Uh, comedian Lavelle Crawford will be here. Robert Kelly's in the studio. Nice. Jay Moore is going to be in the studio. And next week, we begin Birthday Bucks Part 2. Hey! Pretty lots wild. and lots and lots of money to be given away. Details at WMMR.com, by the way. That's it. We're done. Rage on and have a great weekend. And we'll see you on Monday, guys. Bye-bye. <laughs> Preston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. Not everyone can afford a leather decker to set doors. Next message. Happy 21st birthday, Nick. Hope you feel as good today as you did yesterday before you had a couple of drinks. Love you, kid. Next message. Well, I was having a pretty good ride into work this morning. Yeah, it's raining, but no big deal. Got Preston and Steve on. It's all good. Until some mother told pulls right out in front of me and I almost hit him. Are you kidding me? Get the f*** up earlier in the morning, kid. The Preston and Steve love you, hate you line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less.